Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast with an unwritten but strict goal of ruining at least one song a week. Here are two guys that had a better chance in high school of driving a Rolls Royce than seeing a girl's panties. Wait, wait, that's not right. Doug might have had a chance of driving a Rolls, but Matt would have been lucky to get to drive a Buick Skylark. But the panties odds were virtually null. Still are. Matt and Doug. See, I was going to have her end that with because I don't wear any. But, uh-huh. you know, this is a truthful podcast, so I, I couldn't do that d- no, despite what people say. Certainly not. So, two-clip Doug. How's it going, two-clip Doug? <laughs> you took care of all the clips for the movie. Yeah. No, I I was actually hoping it was just going to be one, so this would have actually been more appropriate. One run on, let's see, one hit. That's all we got. One goddamn hit. You can't say goddamn on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. So <laughs> kind of like kind of like this podcast. That's exactly it. So I was thinking about that when I was when when I was driving. I got the fact that you had the two clips out there, and I'm so, oh damn, I wish it would have been one. So it's Matt. How are you doing, Doug? I'm hanging in there. So you ready to ju- ready to jump right in? And now it's time for podcast housekeeping. We actually touch base. I don't know midway between the last podcast and this one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said how I had very few things for housekeeping and you said that you had a lot and we had the same number. And I actually have a lot more since then from the second oh. listen through. Oh, I don't. I, I'm, I, you said I had five. I'm looking at my, like six. I have six things. All right. Let me, let me do two. Then you can go. And then, all right. Okay. So the first one is, uh, is something specifically you talked about in a conversation with your son. Did you hear that? Yeah. It's a dick for. What's a dick for? To pee with. And that's a movie that's been close to being done, but you specifically said you did not want to do that film. What movie is that? Spies Like Us. I don't think I, I didn't say I didn't want to do Spies Like Us. I just said it was stupid. Well, I thought you said you watched it and it was really bad. Well, it was, but sometimes those make the best podcast. Yeah. Actually, and, you know, going into this podcast, I had not seen 16 Candles in in a while. But, well, when we get into the film, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, the second thing is uh, the song at the end of Rambo 3, He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother, the version in Rambo 3 was by Bill Medley. It was first made famous by both the Hollies and Neil Diamond. All right. So go ahead. Um, do you remember at the beginning, kind of at the beginning of the podcast, that you said you would be talking about screwballs later on? I, I have that in my notes as well. <laughs> did, did we talk about screwballs later on? No, we did not. <laughs> okay. Just wanted to clarify that. So th- there's there's two things that are very consistent in this podcast. One thing is throughout every single podcast, I will mention something that I will get back to that I do not. I've actually yeah. been kicking around segment song ideas for that because it but, is very, very consistent. But you're going to circle back. You're, you're going to circle back like Jen Saki. <laughs> but you have something that you do quite a bit as well. Not every podcast, but it's quite a bit. What's that? You say something definitively and then you immediately turn around and contradict yourself. Oh, really? Every time? Uh, not every time, but it's it's fairly consistent. And this is from last week, and there is no editing in this until the very end because I slowed down one part. But this is one continuous clip from the podcast last week. 
crawdads. Yeah. Crawdads you ever have that? Corn. You ever been down south? No. And have, oh, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's so I'm sure good. it is. I'm sure it, it is. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, I went to some Florida and I had like a, I don't know what you, what, what you would call it, a, a sampler platter that had some alligator and some crawdads <laughs> and some other things on it. Crawdads and some other things on it. Well, I Crawdads thought you were okay. Some other things on it. I thought you were talking about like a jambalaya or something because you said like it's like a big pot with the corn and the crawdads and the chunks of river fish or whatever. That's what I thought you were talking about. Uh, I was just talking about you know crawdads in general. The crawdads. rest of the stuff is you know kind of. All right. I just I found that very humorous. All right. Okay. Uh, you were correct. Uh, gas from Little Darlings did cost 68 cents a gallon. All right. And last week we talked about, uh, it was actually a pickup from the week before where I mentioned a song that had gotten in my head that I'd come back to that I didn't. And that was the Journey song, Journey, Steve Perry. Yeah. That had been on Stranger Things. And there was another thing in my notes I totally forgot about is, do you know who Kate Bush is? Running up the hill or something like that? Yes. Yeah. Apparently is a popular song in the 80s. I don't remember ever hearing it. I honestly don't remember ever even hearing of Kate Bush before no. the last month or so. But this song is like super popular again. Mm-hmm. And do you know what the song is about? No. It's about pegging. Really? Yeah. It's about, How do you- that's what online it has been interpreted as because it is so a man feels like what it's like to be a woman. In the the in sexual congress, oh. so I I said something because Jen was talking about the song. I said, "You know what that song is about?" And she said, "No, it's about pegging." And she, what is that? She's been <laughs> listening to this podcast for two do years. Even, do you even listen to the podcast, Jen? <laughs> Apparently, the last one she she listened to not even at one and a quarter or one and a half, but at two times speed. <laughs> <laughs> so well, she, she's she she's a busy woman. She's a busy woman. She uh. She has things to do. She doesn't have three hours to listen to us yammer away. But you had brought up screwballs, which I did forget to talk about. The whole plot of screwballs is basically these four guys that get in trouble and in high school. And there is this one woman who is like the prom queen type woman. And she's very, very prim and very, very proper. And their whole goal is to either have one of them bang her or have one of them see her naked. The last shot of the film over the credits is her having her clothes ripped off on stage. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Wow. All right. Um, last week in my song bed, we talked about In the Heat of the Night. Yes. St- starring Sidney Poitier. Yes. And you had mentioned how uh, when you went to the Bahamas, there was a guy there, a porter or something, that couldn't stop talking about Sidney Poitier. Yeah. And I said, couldn't – what about some other celebrities from his fine island like Bob Marley and Usain Bolt? I, I knew Usain Bolt was wrong, but yeah. I wasn't sure about Bob Marley. So Yeah, yeah. Both, both those fellows are from Jamaica. Okay. <laughs> Whoops. What? That's not racist. That's what? Islandist? I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. You said something on the podcast last week that struck me a little odd. You said that every week your asshole pucker is leading up to the podcast. Okay. And... Last week, unlike most weeks, uh, it was a little bit of a respite from, you know, the stress of the week. But why, after over two years, 
120 podcasts does your asshole pucker leading up to the podcast? I don't know. I get a little bit of a nervous tummy and sometimes I have to go poop before the podcast. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I guess it's like, you know, what a pitcher goes to the mound. He's going to get a little bit nervous every time. He's done it so many times, but still, it's still yeah. the, the the stress of performing. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned the I talked about the guy from The Untouchables, how a guy in the film last week reminded me of not the bookkeeper, but the accountant from yes. The Untouchables. Yeah. And, and you said it was Charles something. You are correct. His name is Charles Martin Smith. Right. Was okay. that one of your four? No, it's not. It's not. Um, I don't know how in the hell we missed this. Three times. Three times. This particular type of explosive was mentioned in about a two-minute period, and we didn't use this clip. Dynamite! I had totally forgotten that you wanted to use that clip, but fortunately, it is right here. All right. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that definitely – I should have known that that was going to be one of your things since you said I needed to have that particular clip. Okay. And just like I don't listen to you – during the podcast, you don't actually absorb any of the information I send you in emails where I tell you like details of resources we have available. Well, I know we have, I know we have that, but I just wanted to get you prepared to use it. Okay. Uh, we were, had talked about how uh, Harden, how his smokes were dry and mm. he couldn't have had a dry box. And you said that Ziploc bags had not been invented yet. Uh, I was false. I was wrong. Okay. When were Ziploc bags invented? 1951, but they weren't mass produced until 1968. Okay. I had the later date. All right. You have anything about the compass? No, I do not. So we had talked about who had what. And, okay. And I had said that Harden had the compass because that was one of the things that people were bitching about him. How do you have dry smokes, but you didn't have the compass? And you said, no, it was the corporal? Corporal or sergeant? Where the hell that... Damn, ma'am. He was holding it. I remember. Damn. Compass is gone. How'd that happen? It's in the water. What the hell you think? Guess so put it there. That's right, Bowden. What the hell did you tip us over for? Yeah, so it was hard. Harden had the compass. No, he said Bowden. No, Bowden was the one who tipped them over. Where did, it, where did he mention Harden's name? Harden was the one that says, damn, the compass is gone. Oh, are you? Well, I guess. Yes, I'm I sure. Can't, okay. All right. You had mentioned, you said Iron Man 2 grossed a billion dollars. I was wrong. Yes, $623 million. Right. Which was more than Iron Man 1, which grossed $586 million. All right. And Iron Man 3 grossed $1.2 billion. Which is unusual because that's the worst Iron Man. I talked about how Tom Cruise had never had a, a film that had domestically made over 300 million at the box office mm-hmm. before top gun maverick his top grossing domestic film was want to make a guess uh losing it <laughs> it's close that's number two it's actually war of the worlds at 234 million that's it that's all that movie made yep i mean it wasn't a good movie it wasn't a horrible movie but yeah there's there's ones that are good that make no money and Tom Cruise movies for me are fairly consistent. Even Oblivion I enjoyed. Yeah. I've enjoyed the latter. Everything beyond Mission Impossible 3 I've enjoyed. Uh, the first three were a little bit, you know, hit or miss. Oh, see, I like the first one, but it was definitely 
De Palma up big time. Yes. The second one sucked balls. And the third, I like the third. What, I, what I don't remember the third one. Was the third one with the, the heroin overdose fat guy? I, oh, it might have been. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, he was either in the third one or the fourth one. But I think it, right. I think the fourth one was, was where they started the whole thing about the syndicate. So I'm not sure. Okay. So the third one, that's where Carrie Russell, she's in the helicopter. And she has a little like explosive in her brain. Yes. Oh, Carrie Russell's ass in the Americans. Yep. Good stuff. When she gets Good. out of the cornfield. Oh, cornfield. Yeah. That was one of the times that she got in. She got into the shower because. There was one where, and there was one time where she was like lying belly down on the bed. Too. Yes. Oh, man. Well, I yeah. remember I knew I was going to like that series because I think it was about probably 10, 15 minutes into the first episode. She's mowing some other chick's box. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy this. Yep. Right up my alley. Uh, the last one I have is I said something about the $6 million man. Um, probably had 100 episodes. And of those 100 episodes, probably at least a dozen of them involve quicksand. Okay. $6 million man ran for 97 episodes. Wow, you're close. One episode had quicksand in it. <laughs> what a, so I had mentioned that, you know, when I was a kid, it was either quicksand or the Bermuda Triangle that was going to do me in. I also forgot to mention snake bites or a tornado. Okay. <laughs> Good thing Twister came out when you were a little bit older because that would have really yeah. scared the shit out of you. Did you watch the Separate Ways video by Journey? Yes, I did. I had to. <laughs> uh, it wasn't for a lack of instrument budget. I, it, the whole band is is air playing at one point. Yeah, and then they transition. Yes, um, but it's still, it still still cracked me up. It's it's goofy, and and when Steve Perry is singing, on every break in the lyrics, he moves his head to a different place, and the camera shifts. It's, <laughs> it's very very weird. Uh huh. So I have nothing left for housekeeping except for. Who did better? Was it Doug Yeah, that intro song might actually be longer than this entire segment is. Oh, all right. Only got two. And wow. one of them is both of us, and then you have the second one. But the first one is both of us. Speaking of what you were just talking about. Not too bad, not too bad. This is where it really takes off, though. Here we stand, worlds apart, hearts broken into. Oh, is this the the video where they're on? Someday love will yes, find yes, you. Yes, yes. Someday love will find you. See, I sing like I fuck. I, I might not be good at it, but I try. And, uh-huh. and I, I put a lot of heart into it. You sure do. And then the second and last one is you. Yeah. They call me Mr. Tibbs. They call me Mr. Tibbs. <laughs> I do a mean city potier. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. Um. And there has been Doug. You just got beat by Doug. 
Really? You think so? I, th- I would have thought that that was a tie. Uh, it was either that or a tie, but I almost gave myself an incomplete because there was so little there, except I did, you know. <laughs> that was a heartfelt rendition, though. <laughs> All right. Hey, man, what's new now? What's fucking new now? So my week, I'll go first. Uh, my mother-in-law's 90th birthday was in the last week. So I had to drive down to Ironton, as Doug knows, because of pictures that were posted to Facebook, which he felt he had to comment upon. <laughs> what the hell's going know. on there, man? <laughs> my missus is looking for a DVD in our DVD collection. Okay. Really? It's not in Plex? Um, but... Whenever I drive down to Ironton, whether I am by myself or I have the kids in the car, which I had the kids in the car this time, I I usually listen to a podcast, usually an older one, because by the time I'm driving, you know, I've already listened to whatever our most current one is, and I can't take notes at that time anyway. But I couldn't listen to the podcast either on the way up or the way down. I want to take a guess as to why. Uh, were the kids using the sound system to watch a movie? Nope. Uh, we had another person in the car. Oh. And it was my mom. Oh. And for some reason, the last couple of weeks, you felt the need to do this. They talk about hats on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Where I mimic your mother? Yes. (laughs) But I was driving down and it was, it was a fucking monsoon. It was raining so hard. You could not see it all. And we drove the kid's car and I'm driving and I am sliding everywhere. And I'm mean, like, I don't know if it's because the, the kids have gotten into two accidents so far this summer or what, but this, the car is sliding all over. We got down there and as I'm getting ready to leave, I checked the, one of the tires was a little low. So I, I filled it up and then I drove home and I went to check the tires again in the rain. And as I'm filling up the tire, I notice both of the front tires completely bald you know the, the there's tread on the left side and the, the right side but the middle section the big section smooth as a high school girl just no tread at all so had so good yeah had to get the tires replaced on monday so that was an expense i wasn't expecting and mm-hmm. then car got into another accident yesterday <laughs> oh no yes so that is three car accidents my children have gotten into this summer this is the first time that actually involved another person, not just a parked car. But, and was it their fault? Uh, it's hard to say because the other people took off. So I'm guessing oh. that it was it was probably a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. But um, you know, or they didn't have a valid driver's license, or they were like, hammered, or yeah. you know, any number of things because they stopped, they checked out their damage, and then they took off. Mm-hmm. So he's a little bit freaked out about that. And the the last thing I have is I'm at work and I have a two monitor set up at work. I have like my laptop and then I have two monitors so I can have up to three different screens at a given time, which helps when you're multitasking or do stuff when this monitor, do stuff in that monitor. And one of the monitors has just been flashing a lot. So I called in a ticket to get a new one and they left and I turn on my computer and this message comes up on the screen and it says DP not detected. 
I'm Double like, penetration? That's always a bad thing. DP should always be detected. You should see a doctor <laughs> if DP is not detected. And that made me laugh. But of course, it stands for display port, not All right. detected. But that's it for me. Okay. Uh, quite a bit. So buckle up. Um, 4.30 a.m. I think on a s- Friday morning. Uh, my missus and I... We, we sleep divorce on Thursday nights because she has to teach a bar class on Friday morning and she wants to get a good night's sleep. So she sleeps upstairs. And at 4.30 a.m. I hear beep. 15 seconds later, beep. Smoke detector. You know what I'm, talk- oh, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, then you got to play the game where you stand underneath. Yes. Like, now I got to play the game. You know, there's one. There's one outside of every bedroom and there's one inside of every bedroom. And then I have several in the basement. So yeah, I'm I'm playing smoke detector musical chairs, all groggy. It was Thursday night. I'm pretty sure I sat outside. Yes, because it was the night of our first tournament game, and I always get a little bit liquored up after a good win. So I was probably a little bit hungover, and yeah, had to get a nine volt battery uh, to to change that out. And then you can't go back to sleep after that. So that sucked. Uh. On Friday, it rained all day long. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to just take a personal day. And my oldest son and I, we went to go see a movie, and I fell asleep. You fell asleep? Yeah. And when I awoke and the movie was, well, I probably fell asleep for about five minutes. But there was a family that was sitting to the right of us, of four. And when the movie was over, these fucking slobs left all their drinks in the cup holders, popcorn all over the place, candy wrappers everywhere. They didn't even recline the seats all the way. Like, who does that? What kind of pack of wild animals goes to a movie theater? And is that disrespectful to the organization? They probably want to get away from the snoring man. (laughs) Maybe. And then on Saturday night, my missus and I, we went out for a date. And we went to this restaurant that we like, really good food. I got some sea bass and she got some salmon and they deliver the food to us and she pulls out her phone. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, she's take, taking a picture I'm, of it. I'm going to take a picture of it. And I shamed her thinking that she she wasn't just taking – I was thinking she was going to take the picture and put it on Facebook. No, she was just going to take the picture for her own personal use that she could show her mother. Look at the salmon that I had. And I shamed her. They talk about salmon not, on the podcast. <laughs> they shamed her into not. Taking a picture, and I felt kind of bad about that. Then we had our baseball tournament. Game on Thursday, we won. Game on Monday, we won. Get to the semifinals. And our pitcher, who's been pretty reliable all season long, shits the bed in the second seat, in the second inning. And they score five runs. And in this league, once it, once you score five runs. Innings over. It's, no, it's not game over, but slaughter rule for that inning. Okay, that's why I said uh, innings over. <clears throat> yes, innings over. Um, and then they scored three more runs the second, the next inning. And, uh, we, had, so it was eight to three. No new inning is supposed to start after 90 minutes. Ump calls game. I go, Hey, ump. 726, man. Hold, show, show him my phone. It's like, we can play the sixth thinking, Hey, we, we've got a chance here. And we scored two more runs, but just, you know what? It wasn't our night. This team that we were playing, was catching every fucking pop-up that was coming towards them. I mean, they caught more pop-ups than every other team combined that we've played this season has caught. 
It was unbelievable. We just could not catch a break. Every little thing went wrong. But you know what? It was a good season. And then uh, I got something that grinds my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? I got a lot of things uh, this week that customers have done to me. Um, is it the, 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 the customer that I walk into their house and the husband four feet away from me says, hey, you should probably wear a mask because my wife and I both have COVID? No, it's not that. <laughs> nice. Uh, is it the, um, customer who left me a three minute message with useless instructions that I had already received? All I wanted was, all I needed was a fucking door code. And she waited until the very end of that three minute voicemail to give me the, do- the door code. Um, was it the customer who insisted that I set a time? I need you here at 8.15. And I show up at 8.15, knock on the door. All right, what am I doing today? Oh, you're just spraying the outside the fuck man uh no it was this fucking karen who is a new customer well she's a one-time customer and we played texting back and forth and she was like can you spray the bushes and my yard i'm like sorry ma'am i can't do that i'm structural pest control i'm bound by the law i'm not licensed to do yard applications but if i spray the house that'll take care of your ants and your spiders and your wasps so i show up there and immediately she's going on and on how she wants me to spray the bushes. I'm like, I'm sorry. We talked about this. I can't do this. Well, they do it for me in Arizona. I'm like, well, that's Arizona. This is Wisconsin. Different set of laws. And she was just being a fucking raging cunt. Not yelling, but just, what am I paying $160 for? You're paying $160 for, I'm going to do exactly what I told you want to do. So we finally agree that, hey, this is what I can do. She wanted me to spray for bugs that... Don't come out until September trying to explain to her. It's not going to do any good. If you want me to come back in September, I can to take care of these bugs. And so I've got my respirator, all my gear. I'm starting to spray and she's literally standing like two feet behind me. I'm like, ma'am, you don't want to be. (laughs) You you see what I'm wearing here? This is to protect me. You don't have anything to protect yourself. So I get done. And keep in mind, it's fucking hot as shit. It's like 90 degrees, humid and sunny. We go inside of her house. All the windows are closed. No air conditioning. I'm feeling the drips of sweat roll down my back. She takes me into the basement. She's wanting me to do all this stuff in the basement that we never agreed on. And she's wanting me to do stuff that I can't do. And I'm, the whole time I'm thinking to myself, no reward is worth this. <laughs> so, yeah, that one right there, that bitch was that's what really ground my gears. And that's what really grinds my gears. So you just said, um, no reward is worth this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll throw something out there, like a joke or something, and it's just kind of hanging there. You're waiting for some kind of response, good, bad, indifferent. Mm-hmm. So I've been spinning up this new team, and there's a lot of planning and you know prep that has to go into before you can start your first actual work, there's just all these pieces and parts you need to have in place in order to start a project. And so we finally got our our last piece together and we're kind of going all all through the stuff via chat teams. And so everybody's like, so we're all good. And then I put in, well, I just hope that old man got that tractor beam out of commissioner. This would be a real short trip. Nothing. Crickets. <laughs> just nothing. Crickets. <laughs> Gotta realize much older than all these people, but yeah. it's not like I was going for a deep cut there. Uh, there was one thing I forgot from housekeeping is last week as a, a podcast, we had the biggest cut we've ever had where 
I think it was like a seven minute segment was cut. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's, that's but, your fault. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. But basically what that's, it was, that's the seven minute cut where Matt was going off on a racist rant. I'm like, you can't say that <laughs> in the podcast, Matt. Yeah, that might hold true later in this podcast because it gets oh. problematic. But no, it was just I had sent Doug a bunch of just random crap that I had done on my laser engraver. And one thing I forgot to say, and by the way, Joey, um, in case Doug didn't say to you, you're very, very welcome. But there's two parts to it. Number one, I, I wanted to actually do something nice for you and your family, but I couldn't figure out a way to ask for pictures of your wife and your family without it being creepy. <laughs> okay. And, and I can't use any of the ones I have. Um, so. Because I haven't seen them. Yeah. Those are personal between me and her. <laughs> that was another joke that just kind of died on the vine. Um, and then you talked about uh, baseball. Um, so we had, we had our hockey game on Sunday and starting the season, first five games, we were five and zero. Oh. And we have just last couple seasons, last couple sessions, we have just been on a roll, rolling into the the playoffs, the one seed or at worst the two seed. So we lose our first game. We're now on a four game skid, <laughs> and we had an incredible comeback to lose. We scored two goals to get to a shootout and still lost on Sunday, and two goals in the last ninety seconds of the game. Okay. And the funny thing is they the way that it works in our league is you play your three periods. If you're tied, it's a shootout and it's basically you you do the shootout until somebody wins. And we've had them go 10 or 11 rounds for somebody to actually win the shootout. But there's one guy on our team, probably the best player on our team, he refuses to take part in shootouts because the last two times he's been in the shootouts, he's just lost the puck like I would do if I was in the shootout. Mm-hmm. But there's one guy, because it's three people at first, and then it goes round, 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 round. There's one guy who was so pissed that he was not in the top three. It's like, I'm automatic. You guys got to put me. We're going to lose if you don't put me in. I'm automatic. So we are tied after three. He goes fourth. Not so automatic, and we lost no. after the fourth round. <laughs> oh, man, that sucks. That's all right. It's not that big of a deal. It's like at the, at the end of the season, best case scenario, you don't even get a shirt anymore. Now they give you a hat. But whatever. So, ready to move on to the next segment? I am. Matt and Doug are at it again. Guess that sound and you are awesome. What movie will it be from? I really want to know. I would not have gotten this, and I would have been very upset that I did not get this. Okay. That is basically all I can give you for a hint. It's not that long. That's it. Oh, can you play it again? No idea. It's coming. Doc. Now you got it. 
Is that a time machine? Is it a DeLorean? Yes. Okay. It's uh, so back, sent- back to Future 2 they- where he gets hit by lightning. Oh, and all right. Is when it, after it gets hit by lightning and it kind of just disappears in place and there's a weird 6-6 six, six in the air, which everybody said was two-thirds satanic. Oh, all right. All right. Okay. Ready for the movie itself? I am. Let's talk about movies. Oh, they're from wow, the really? 80s. Yo, I don't believe let's you. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things from <clears throat> that show. Let's talk about movies. <sighs> 16 Candles was released on May 4th. Really? May- Hold on a second. Really? No bad. So I there's there a couple obvious ones. You could have gone with um, 16 Candles. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty straightforward. And I actually, I, I was going to do 17 except change it to 16, 17 by winger. Mm-hmm. But it was, um, keep in mind, I'm a great idea person. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I think I went too far with this, but the, the production on this is actually pretty good, except I think I went one, two step, one step too far. The only problem is, is the vocals. <laughs> oh, so you do take have a song. Three. Take three. Just like you, this is one of my favorite songs, which I think I've wrecked. For Sam, it is a very special day. Cause the geek, she has a crush on this guy, Jake. He makes her ovaries ache because nobody seems to care. She gives the geek her underwear. Birthday. Forgot her fucking birthday. Whoa, whoa, birthday. Forgot her fucking birthday. Fucking forgot my birthday. Then we meet a guy named Long Duck Dong with a gong. Such a racist caricature. We're canceled for sure. He meets a chick that might be by. I swear to God, he yells bonsai. Birthday. Forgot her fucking birthday. Whoa, whoa, birthday. 16 Candles was released. Hold on a second. Hold on, hold on a second. You mentioned that that's one of your favorite songs? Yes. I, I have no idea what song that is. It's uh, it's by the Rembrandts. It's by the same group that did the Friends song. Mm, it's yeah. it's called never, the way it is. Never heard of it. So I I added the gong. Yeah, I mean, really, you don't say <laughs> that wasn't in the original version, or the um him yelling bonsai. Yeah, <laughs> production was okay. Sixteen Candles was released on. May 4th, 1984. It was written and directed by John Hughes, best known for Baby's Day Out. It stars Molly Ringwald, best known for Office Killer, Anthony Michael Hall, best known for The Dead Zone, Michael Schuffling, best known for Slaves of New York, 
Leanne Curtis, best known for Critters 2. Haviland Morris, best known for Gremlins 2. Paul Dooley, best known for Shakes the Clown. And Getty Watanabe, best known for UHF. It was made it made $23.7 million on a budget of 6.5. It has a Rotten Tomatoes score with critics of 81 and 85 with audience members. Welcome back. You've been on this show before. Welcome back. How many times does this make it? Uh, I, I've got three. Okay, there are six, but wow. there are also four additional, which I'll get to separately. So okay. who do you have? I've got Molly Ringwald and Anthony Michael Hall from The Breakfast Club and John Cusack from Class. Correct. You're missing uh, one that you should have gotten because when we did that movie, you specifically pointed it out. Michael Shuffling um, was in Vision Quest. He was the buddy in Vision oh, Quest. The, oh, that shit, man. I totally forgot about that. Uh, Paul Dooley, who is the father, was in Strange Brew where he played Claude Eisenor. Okay. And Edward Andrews, no idea who's char- what character that was, was in Gremlins. All right. Uh, but in addition to those, people that did not make the front page of IMDb, but could have because some of the people on the front page of IMDb were suspect at best, mm-hmm. included uh, John Kapalos, the one who played the fiance. He was the janitor in The Breakfast Club. Right. Yes, that I knew, but he wasn't on the front page. Right. Joan Cusack was also in class. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Doyle Murray, who plays, I think, the principal? Um, no, he plays the priest. He was in Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie Gertz, who is yes. a friend, was in Mischief. And then, uh, as a special one, John Hughes, the writer-director, he has written one, two, three other films that we've done. All right. Breakfast Club, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and Christmas Vacation. Okay. So ready to get into the movie proper? No, not yet. Okay. Yeah, we probably got to do, and I'm going to pick the wrong one. When you're fe- We saw your boobs. Every time. We saw your Every boobs. Every time. Got to change In that the movie picture. that we saw, we saw your boobs. All right. So we got an honorable mention. Paula Elsner. She was the body double that set in for, um, why can't I think of her name? Carolyn? Yes. Um, that's, this is her only credit. Mm-hmm. And then Molly Ringwald, malicious. You know, it. even though they mention her name quite a bit, I still called uh, Molly Ringwald Claire. All right. A bunch in the beginning. So... Now the movie starts. Uh, it's a traffic report, and apparently the person doing the traffic report was some big-name DJ in Chicago. And like most of the John Hughes films of this era, it takes place in and around the Chicagoland area. A suburb of Chicago, yes. And he actually did multiple movies with multiple actors that are in this film. And Molly Ringwald and Anthony Michael Hall both refused to work on a couple of his films for just professional reasons. Anthony Michael Hall thought it was a repeat of characters he'd done before. 
John Hughes never forgave them and never spoke to them again after they turned on roles in some of his films because both of them were supposed to be in some kind of wonderful. Oh. Anthony Michael Hall was supposed to play the ducky character in Pretty in Pink. Really? Yeah. So, um, and you didn't say anything about the dead zone um, with Anthony Michael Hall. Why would I? I didn't know that if you knew that. I did. He was on the TV show. Yes. Which I never watched. I never, I never did either. But I did try to find a clip of him saying the ice is going to break, but I could not. <laughs> All right. But um, so there's a paper boy. Yep. Or no, it's not a paper boy. It's like a pickup pickup truck. truck. Yep. Throwing. It's, it's yeah. And the paper hits the house and sets off the alarm. Yes. Well, that's sort not how of it works. Off you. Yeah, that's not how it works. That's not how the force works. But there's a woman in a nighty comes out in of a bedroom and sneaks into a bathroom and she has a problem. And the younger brother, which did you recognize where the younger brother was famous finger quotes from? Oh, shit. What movie was it? Was he in prior to this? Dustin Hoffman, Meryl Streep. Oh, Kramer versus Kramer. He sees um, who's 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 the chicken? Not Meryl Streep. The other chick that Dustin Hoffman is banging. Yeah, I can't remember who plays her, but... Uh, Bissett? Not, no. No, not Jacqueline Bissett. Um, Joe Beth Williams? Yes, I I think you might be right. Yeah, that's a great movie to take your children to, like six months after your parents tell you that they're getting a divorce. Yeah, my parents actually took me to see Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah, yeah. I was going through some messed up shit in my head, and my dad thought it would be a good idea to go take me to that. But that kid... The kid that plays the younger brother, who has a very, very much a bit role in this, mm-hmm. was second build. Really? Yes, it was Molly Ringwald, then him. Huh. He was he was listed as the male lead. And if, if you had to, so take the, the little kid, the brother out of it, who would you say is the male lead in this film? Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, that's not the way that it's, it's no. listed. It's listed as the other guys. But the other guy has a much smaller role than Anthony Michael Hall. Mm-hmm. But the woman in the nighty has a problem, and the younger brother has it nailed what it is. Dad, she's got a period. She makes for an interesting honeymoon, huh? Where are you learning that stuff? School. Good. Get my money for it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Even though I was kind of a smartass, I don't think that I would have tread that ground with my parents. <laughs> no. No, but this kid, is a he's a, he's a jackass mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah. And but now we're introduced to Sam. Yes. Molly Ringwald. Um, she does a lot of her internal monologues externally in this movie. Yes. It's kind of annoying after a while. But she's not happy, and what is she not happy with? Because she's got no tits. Yeah, and I, I understand body dysmorphia. I get it. I understand not being happy with, you know, it, it's... With your concave chest. <laughs> My 18-inch cock. Um, <laughs> well, the cock... Your 18-inch cock is pulling all of your chest muscle down. <laughs> That's why your chest is concaved. But um, she's on the phone, and she feels she, – she doesn't feel different about turning 16, but she says she has to get off the phone. And why does she have to get off the phone, which I guess I just said? Oh, because she wants to go downstairs to have her family wish her a happy birthday. But she says that she needs something today. What does she need? cock in her ass you need four inches of bod and a great birthday but actually the correct answer is 
So, yeah, but it, it's chaos, and that's what I've got. Morning chaos. Her but, mom forgot her carrots to make her tits grow, and that actually comes up here. But it was supposed to actually come up in another scene where she actually references that, and that could be the the whole Jabba Greedo thing where the the dialogue would have been cut in one location or the other. But in the TV version of this, it actually is said twice because there's a scene in the cafeteria, which is not in the, I watched, I watched that on YouTube where she didn't want to eat the burger or something like that. Yes. Yeah. But the, the dad can't find her, his briefcase and they've completely missed her birthday. And that's where the little kid, Um, and Sam says to her mom, you don't have anything else to say to me. And nope. And the real nope. realization hits her. I can't believe this. They fucking forgot my birthday. And there's your one F-bomb for the movie. Yes. And there's other things surprising because the, the nudity that is in this film, mm-hmm. which is good, uh-huh. it's not fleeting. It's It lingers on a little bit. I mean, it's not just like a brief flash. They are showing the woman in the shower for quite... Probably a good 10, 15 seconds. I would say so. Yeah. But now we have the credits. Right. And it's showing all different aspects of teenage 1980s high school life. Yeah. How many cliches did you see in this little um, montage of stuff? Well, I saw that the, you know, the person not being able to get their, their locker open. And when they finally do, somebody's on a ladder above (laughs) them dropping stuff on their head. Right. Because that's what it looked like. Oh, that's what it was. And Mm -hmm. There's uh, lots of sh- shots of shoes for some reason. I don't know why. And I th- maybe it was because footwear was a big thing at this time in the 80s. It's probably oh, around absolutely. the time when L.A. Gear came out. Uh, yeah, Hush Puppies and... Um, New Balance. New... And it, it, life has come full circle for you, Matt, hasn't it? <laughs> I got my zippity Z's. Do you remember those? Where you, you do like the... In the grass, you, you do the shuffle and then you do the cross because they're, they're the Z's. Okay. What were the what were the brown leather shoes with the Docksiders? Docksiders. There you go. I had a pair of Docksiders. Yeah, and Docksiders I actually had talked about that was the pair of shoes that I got from my grandma after my grandpa died that I <laughs> would not wear. But they also show a couple things with different couples and mm-hmm. uh hands in the back pockets. Right. I always I remember seeing that in high school and being so jealous going, "Oh, I want to do that so bad. Yeah, I I definitely can relate to that. But at the same time, it, it, those few fleeting moments when I did have a girlfriend, I wouldn't have done that. I don't think. I held hands with my girlfriend sure, in the absolutely. hallway. Yeah. Yeah. But And then, you know, you, you, you give them the quick, quick kiss so you don't get in trouble from the teachers. But mm-hmm. uh, in the bathroom, girls are getting made up, up and then you know, various sunglasses. And then we go back to... She's talking to her friend, Randy. Right. And as you mentioned, Molly Ringwald's character's name is Sam, which makes sense with the short hair. But Or Pat. <laughs> uh, Come on, do a Pat impersonation from Saturday Night Live. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Kelly. Uh, Kelly? Yeah, Kelly is a unisex name. Oh, you know what? When when I was a kid, we had a cat named Kelly, and it was a boy cat because we when we got it, we thought it was a girl cat. Okay, 
And then we found out when we took it to the vet the first time, the vet's like, yeah, this is a, this, this, this cat has a penis. Girl penis. <laughs> She's not that kind of girl <laughs> booger. You see, you led it to it wrong because you, you kind of took the punchline. Yeah. Yeah. Why she have a penis? Um, <laughs> So Randy says that she should remind her family about her birthday, but I know what the answer is. Was was 16 a big thing for you? It was not, but my dad turned it into a big thing. Um, I was just supposed to go sledding with my friend Jeremy. Um, Austin? Six- <laughs> Whippy with his him- whip beard, his chin beard? <laughs> we called him Leaf. That's Jeremy. Okay. Um, because his last yeah, name was, I get it, I get it, yeah. uh, was a Viking name. Um and my dad was he owned a hotel, the Embassy Suites in Brookfield, and we would just go there sometimes and get a suite for a weekend and then just go swimming. And he's like, Nope, nope, we're we're going to the hotel as a family. I'm like, I don't want to go to the hotel. I want to go sledding with with my friend Jeremy. And my dad got all up in my shorts, got super pissed off at me. And I didn't want to go, and I had to call my friend Jeremy. Sorry, man, I can't. I got to go with my family. Um, and my Grab dad didn't really pack, and he ran away. <laughs> my dad really didn't know Jeremy. So then we showed up to the hotel, and we go into the suite, and he had it was a surprise birthday party, my sixteenth birthday party, with a bunch of my friends, except Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> so sixteen was was not a big thing for me. The thing for me was. It meant I could get my driver's license. And that was the only thing around turning 16 that mattered yeah. at all. Was It was yeah. all about getting that card, about getting that thing. Yeah, absolutely. That 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 freedom. I Like I said, I didn't want to party. And it was just <laughs> it was thrust upon me. When you said, uh, I can't remember what it was, but you, I, I don't want to go to the, you sound like, I don't want to be a pirate. I don't want to be a pirate. <laughs> but Sam had this big idea for, for years about, her 16th birthday. Since I was about 12, I've been looking forward to my sweet 16. You know, a big party and a band, tons of people, and a big Trans Am in the driveway with a ribbon around it, and some incredibly gorgeous guy that you meet like in France. You do it on a cloud without getting pregnant or herpes. I don't need the cloud. I'm just a pink Trans Am and the guy, right? A black one. A black guy. A black Trans Am, a pink guy. <laughs> First problematic thing in this film. Yep. Yeah, you can't. Shocked that he would that she would want some coal sausage. Is it you know? It, there's a couple points in this that you know it, it is it is a, a point in time, but even for the time, there's some stuff that just really should not have gotten past the the gatekeepers, if you will. Mm-hmm. But um, as I said, first thing in this film that hasn't aged well, it will not be the last. But they're doing the uh, Sam is doing the equivalent of a slam book. We've talked about those on the podcast, haven't we? Slam book? They were more popular in middle school where it is like this this big sheet of questions that go that goes from girl to girl to girl to girl. And it asks like questions like we're here. Have you ever done it? Um, would you want to do it? And they would also talk about guys and it would have you rate the individual guys with how hot they are if you'd want to go out with them. I saw one of them. I did not fare well. No. <laughs> no, I did not. All right. I'm sure I was never I was I was an unknown in middle school, so I'm sure I was never even included in that. 
but I didn't understand some of the answers to the questions. It, it reminded me a little bit of Little Darlings just because the only, the only way that she could have answered some of these questions, the way she answers them, is if she has absolutely no sexual history at all. Like, have you had, have you done it? Have you gone all the way? I don't know, or I'm not sure. Is that what it was? And she almost touched it. Yeah. What was she, she like reaching for it and he fell? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> did it, did it slide back up on his body like a frightened turtle? <laughs> I don't want that soulless redhead touching my dong. <laughs> She's got the worst handwriting for a girl too. Yeah. It's horrible. Horrible. The girls are supposed to have like nice, soft, curvy cursive it was horrible it was chicken scratchings still better than mine yeah but yeah uh, the coach is the teacher in study hall and have you ever done it i don't think so would you do it if you could i guess with who and she turns and we are introduced to jake, jake ryan yeah. jake ryan and i i call him the object of her pillow humping all right uh actually here are my notes this is her handwriting sucks <laughs> okay but does he know? No. And Sam tries to pass the note back to Randy, but Randy isn't paying attention. She's sleeping. Randy is sleeping. And Jake, what is Randy? What is Randy short for? Randy. Randy is actually another one. Sam. Randy. Randy's another one. Well, Sam is Samantha. But what? I mean, Randy's got to be short for something. Randolph. <laughs> what's the other? What's the, what's the other um, brother's name? It's it's Randolph and. It, no, it's Waldorf and Stan. Mortimer. 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 There you go. <laughs> Muppets. But he, he grabs. The... No, I thought I thought Randolph and Mortimer were the, were from Trading Places. Yeah, but I said Statler and Waldorf. Okay. Right. Yeah, it was from Trading. That's actually what I was going with. But all right, all right. He grabs the note with his boot, and then Sam realizes that the note is gone, and she she kind of freaks out. But Randy she, says that. What is your name on there? Well, no, but he knows. Yeah, but does he even know that who she is? Nope, doesn't know who he exists. Plus, he's a senior and he's taken. So she's a sophomore, he's a senior, right? She is Correct. not, she's not hot enough to get him. I mean, she's, she's not unattractive, don't get mm -hmm. me wrong, but he is, you know, King Turd of Shit Mountain. There's no he way. It, it the, the cast yeah, system in the he, high school would revolt. But he would look at that note and go, oh, she's a virgin and she wants me. I mean, that's got to that's gotta puff up your head a little bit. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a couple sex things in this film that don't make sense. And maybe you can explain them to me because, and it's not condom related. It is other thing related that it just does not make sense to me. All right, you'll have to bring it up when we get to that. But what would she do if somebody knew that she wrote those answers? Would she die? Well, she'd do something before she died. Oh, shit, razors and die? or Shit twice. Like? Shit, shit twice, twice and die. Shit twice and die. All right. But and now Jake and a dude are doing pull-ups, chin-ups. Yes. And um, the dude, has he been in like a Die Hard movie or something? He... he looks like the guy, but he's not. The guy says, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. But that's not him. Because that's a guy that is actually in another film we've talked about. Porky's. That's meat. Is that meat? I think so. In Die Hard 2? Yes. Yeah. I think that's meat from, from Porky's in right. Die Hard 2. Yeah. Um, but, but this guy, he's, he looks like he's like a 
hey, yo, like an Italian guy, like a bouncer or something like that. He looks a little old. Both of these guys look a little old to be in high school. Well, he was 24, I think. All right. And uh, there's Molly Ringwald was 15. He was 24. And then there was another person that was 26, I believe. Carolyn? Maybe. Chick who who plays Carolyn. Yeah. Yeah. But he uses the the, the AO Italian guy uses the R word. Yes, he does. (laughs) That comes up a couple times. The R word and the F word, the other F word. Uh huh. <laughs> That's going to come up soon. But the other guy isn't impressed by her, and Jake defends her, kind of. She's not ugly. There's nothing there, man. It's not ugly. It's just void. You know what I mean? There's something about her. Do independent study with her? Kids are looking at me a lot. It's kind of cool the way she's always looking at me. Maybe she's retarded. There you go. I'm being mm-hmm. serious. I forgot okay. to bleep it. She looks at me like she's in love with me. Jake, she's a child. So? So what are you going to do with her? She's obviously too young to party serious. Maybe I'm interested in more than a party. Come on, Jake. You talk like you're hard up. You got Carolyn. Now, she's a woman. So what did that sound effect denote? Boobs. Yeah. But in the background, there's some big dude wrestling a little kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, we can hear it. And before we get to the shower, they weren't actually doing pull-ups. No, they were standing and just kind of doing like doing knee bends. Yeah. Is that an exercise that I'm not aware I, of? I'm not sure. I don't know. But uh, Sam and Randy are checking out Carolyn. Is it Carolyn or Caroline? It's Carolyn. Okay, Carolyn in the shower. And it's not actually Carolyn. It's a body double. And I don't think it's as good as Joyce Heiser. No. But good boobs. And we also see uh, ass. I, I was almost certain we were just going to get a flash of bush because he guaranteed there had to be, it had to be there. Right. But do you know why the actress uh, used a body double? Because she had smaller boobs than Molly Ringwald. Right. Yeah. That's the only reason why she said that she would have done the nudity. It wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But at the end of school, Sam and Randy are on, are getting on the bus, which this didn't make sense to me because when Sam and Randy are talking at the beginning of the school day, it is the first time they've seen each other, even though they've talked on the phone. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't they have rode the same bus in that they're riding one, home? One would think. One would think, but the, the the band or members of the band are in the bus, pl- all playing their instruments. There's they sit in, in a seat in front of two guys that are watching them sit down, and they kind of do this lame eyebrow thing. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the bus being like that. I mean, what a sausage fest! <laughs> you're They're the back. only girls. Well, no, Joan Cusack and her okay. neck brace. Yes, that is true. Which there was a girl in our school. I believe she was in your class. Yes, that had that had a neck brace. Yep, and I believe she was soulless. She played tuba or baritone, I believe. Yeah, she actually she sat was, next to me in band. She was a redhead, wasn't she? Yes, she was. <laughs> so she had no soul. But uh, Randy, there's actually there's guys with jocks on their head as well. <laughs> Yes. Uh, and there's the, they reminded me of the alien guys from uh, the Joyce Heiser movie. Um, just one of the guys. Just one of the guys. Yeah. But uh, Randy says to let her know what happens at home. Nothing will happen. But now the bus 
went from being full of all of these cast of characters to completely empty except for three people and the driver. Right. It's John Cusack. Yep. Uh, Sam and then Anthony Michael Hall's character, who's just known as the geek, but it's his name is Ted Farmer. Right. And as he comes walking up, the dragnet theme is being played. Right. Did you know that was a dragnet theme or did you yes. get that from? Okay. No, no, I knew that that was the dragnet theme. Did you ever see the um, Dan Aykroyd, Tom yes. Hanks version? Yes, I did. I saw that in the theater. I don't remember. I don't, oh, we missed something. <clears throat> I don't know if I saw this in the theater or if it was on home video. Uh, I know I saw this on, on home video. Um, yeah, I always forget that segment. It's not in my, it's not in my notes that I reuse. Uh, I, I remember I was at a friend's house and a friend had seen it and there was some conversation amongst parents about the nudity that we've already talked about in this film. And this guy's mom said, it's nudity. Who cares? I'd rather have somebody see, you know, nudity than have see somebody kill a hundred people in a film. And I thought that was a very interesting take, um, very smart take, but I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. You could have watched this or you could have watched commando. <laughs> Get a saw blade through the head. <laughs> right. But yeah, the, the geeks, Anthony Michael Hall's character, he's hitting on her and she wants none of it. And he asks if she's going to the dance and he is, it's not just that he's hitting on her. He is really, really in her personal space. Yeah. She's kind of a bitch to him though. Well, she calls him the F word. The other F word. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Cusack is kind of smiling about that whole thing, that exchange. And Cusack's character, who, by the way, does not appear in the main IMDb page, I thought for sure she was going to pop up in the last reel as because she would be a a good Farmer Ted match. No, I, you know what? I think Farmer Ted has a, a very bright future. He's got confidence. That once does come loses, up. <laughs> once he loses the braces and grows a couple of inches, I think he's going to be a trim slayer. Yeah. Uh, that does come up. Um, he says something about a girl in a hat and she gets up and she leaves. And what does he do? He does something uh, that's kind of creepy, but he doesn't take it to, to next level creepy, but it's, it's still creepy what he does. I don't know. He smells where she was. Oh, I didn't catch that. I was just waiting for him to actually, you know, go all the way down to the seat. <laughs> uh, but Sam is now home and yeah. we, we hear, the music from another television show. Uh, Twilight Zone. And uh, the grandparents are in her room and the grandparents are in their underwear. Yes. And I I've think we seen, forgot to I've mention s- that the reason that all these people are here and the whole reason for the chaos is because her sister is getting married. Ginny? Yes. Is that her sister? Yeah. It's, um, uh, was, was it Aunt Ginny? Or what was the one in, in uh, Risky Business? How's her gout? <laughs> the one that the parents go visit. I think it's Aunt Jenny. Yeah, I don't know. Is it Aunt Jenny? I believe so. Because um, I think the chick, the aunt in The Secret of My Success is Aunt Jenny. Okay. Okay. I think. I think. The ma, Jenny, who, the, who, the chick who plays Jenny plays the mom. In Home of, Alone 3? No, in um, The Girl Next Door. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That was a 
actress that just disappeared off the face of the earth. And then came back for a hot second and then disappeared again. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> she tries to sneak out of her room, but she can't. There's hugs and kisses. They are sleeping in her room. She did not know about this. Mm-hmm. And she, she asks. Yeah she, yeah. she asks them if she looks older. But I, I can understand the parents with all the chaos going on. The The emotional and the thought process overhead for grandparents when it comes to a wedding is much less than Correct. it is for parents. So I, I find it hard to believe that the grandparents would have forgot her birthday. But yeah. so then we meet, well, the other grandpa first. Mm-hmm. Where was he? He was in the John. He certainly did not wash his hands. Well, he's reading the newspaper. <laughs> and the other grandmother appears. And these, all the grandparents are people that have been in other things. But... um <laughs> the grandmother wants to take a look at her. Sam, let me look at you. Oh. Fred, she's gotten her boobies. Oh, <laughs> I'd better go get my magnifying glass. <laughs> oh, and they are so perky. Yeah, I I don't know if this would happen. I, I can see a, a potential reality where it does. Mm-hmm. But I would be creeped the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, that would be um, that would be weird, man. Like that would be like my my grandma going, "Oh, he's got his penis. His <laughs> balls have dropped." Well, you had a penis from birth. I mean, right? But uh, she goes into the little smartass brother's room, and uh, we get the introduction of probably the most problematic character in any John Hughes film, Long Duck Dong. What's happening, hot stuff? His name is Long Duck Dong. Long Duck Dong. He came down with Grandma and Grandpa Baker. He's an exchange student that's living with her. Yeah, well, he's totally bizarre. He is not. He is a very sweet boy. I just hope you bring the sheets and mattresses after he leaves. I don't suppose it makes any difference to you, but there's a very weird Chinese guy up in Mike's room. Yeah, so he's got he's got a Vietnamese name. They pl- they bang the Japanese gong, and she refers to him as the Chinese guy. And he has a Korean accent. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's all over the place. It's, we don't want to offend one Asian culture. No, let's offend all of them. All of them. <laughs> but there's in that very short section, starting with the gong, the voice, Chinaman. Um, burn the sheets in in the course of a minute there's so many problematic things that happen yeah. and we are only 20 minutes into this film at this point mm-hmm. right but the mom wants sam to help the grandparents with with supper and she says is there any reason i should stay home tonight and then there's another gone <laughs> yeah but she has a dance to go to uh which was referenced earlier by farmer ted and but she has to turn off the stove in twenty minutes. But she can do that because she remembers things, and she's rightfully pissed as she's talking to her little brother. This is the single worst day of my entire life. The hell are you bitching about? I gotta sleep under some Chinaman named after a duck stork. Where am I sleeping? Sofa City, sweetheart. So she's not getting any sympathy or kind of any backup from her brother. So who does she go to? She goes to her sister, Ginny. 
and they're talking about um, Ginny's fiance. And how do they refer to her fiance? What? Bohunk? Did you know that that's a, that's a racist term? Is it really? Yeah, I did not know that until today. <laughs> okay, so what is why is Bohunk racist? It is considered to be a swarthy Italian stereotype. Um, like jabroni. Yeah, that would be. I think the jabroni is a a racist term. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's not like they made the family mob connected or anything. No, but <laughs> her sister is talking about, you know, I've been with other men. Well, she's had not, men that loved her before is what she said. Yes, but not one for six months straight. <laughs> you you knew your missus for a, a long term, long time before you got engaged. Yes. Um, Jen and I had been together for, I think, nine months. When we got engaged. And really? We, that's it? Yeah, we were married. We'd been together for a, about a year and a half when we got married. But, you know, that's also at, you know, 29 years old. That's It's a little bit different. You kind of, you understand things a little bit more. You've had relationships or blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But the, the whole six-month thing, six months is not a long time. No, it's not. And- and it's not six months from beginning until now. It's six months from beginning until marriage. So that means they probably got engaged after they had been dating for two months. Two months because it takes a hot minute to put a wedding together. It sure does. Sure does. But Sam says she thinks she's in love and the sister kind of asks about it. But then she says, I I don't have time for this. Darling, is something bothering you? You're really acting like an asshole. And I think I know what it is. I think you're jealous that I'm getting married and that I'm getting all the attention. Hmm? No, everybody in this family has just gone totally out of limits. No, Sam. I think you're just being a little selfish and immature. Oh, yes. That's it. That's exactly it. (laughs) Unbelievable. You make someone a bridesmaid and they shit all over you. And what starts the next scene? Are they at dinner? Yes. Yes. But what starts the scene? I don't know. A gong. Oh, okay. Because the entire family is watching um, the donger eat, and he's actually using a fork and a spoon backwards as makeshift chopsticks. I did not catch that, but he says, "Oh, what is this?" And somebody says, "It's quiche," and he goes, "How do you how do you spell it?" You don't spell, you don't it, spell you eat it. it, son. Eat it, son. <laughs> yeah, there are definite parents I've met that I, I can hear that coming from. But the grandparents that have oh don't. oh I've I, I've been telling da- a lot of dad jokes lately at the dinner table. Okay. What do you, do you have an example? Pile, <laughs> uh, what do you What do you call a pile of cats? Kitter, kitty litter. I don't know. A meowton. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> it cracks me up. I don't know why. I just think I, th- I can all, all I can picture is like a pile of dead cats. 
There's a reason neither of us got laid in high school. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the, the grandma and grandpa who have the donger as their foreign exchange student basically have just brought him over here to use him as cheap labor. Okay. I have it as slave labor, but. <laughs> okay. All right. Because Same idea. what kind of foreign exchange student program sets up a kid with some 70 year olds? No. You had a foreign exchange student. Yeah. I had a foreign exchange student. That's uh, right. You had a you had like a South American, didn't you? Brazilian, yeah. Well, South America. Yeah, but a, Bra- speaks- a Brazilian what? Foreign exchange students? <laughs> yeah, I had a Brazilian. That's owner. a lot. That's a lot of foreign exchange students, Matt. No, I had, I had the bomber. That's what we called him. Um, right. And he he was a nice enough guy. It's just you know we were we had different priorities, mm-hmm. um, and we didn't get along. I remember he rode to school with me. I think two or three days the entire school year. Because he didn't like the fact that he held a glove over his nose because everybody in, everybody in the car had heaters going. Okay. And I mean, it was bad I, because it, it was basically being hot box, <laughs> except with smokes, not with weed. The poor guy. He just went back home and he's like, fucking America it sucks. No, but he used to, he used to buddy fuck me a lot because I'd be home and anytime anybody would call, he'd say I wasn't home. <laughs> oh, God. No, it's, somebody would call and he'd answer the phone and no, Matt is not here. He is in Dowsman. <laughs> and then I'd, I'd talk to somebody the next day. It's like, well, yeah, I called you at five o'clock. I was there. And I'd ask him, oh, sorry. I didn't know you were sitting right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he was, he was nice enough. We just were kind of in different places, but you know, it was, there was an interview process and I don't, you were what? 14 or 15 when you had your foreign exchange student? Uh, 5th or 6th grade. Oh, so younger. Well, because she was as old as my sister. Yeah. So senior in high school. I was a junior in high school, and we had to be interviewed by whatever, the selection committee. And I was very open with my parents that I did not like the idea of having a foreign exchange student. All right. Because... My brother had just left for college. So finally I had, you know, the run of the house. It was finally, you know, my time to have shit go my way. Mm-hmm. And no, they wanted, you know, to fill that gap immediately because they didn't care about me. And they told me, you screw this up, you will regret for the rest of your life. And we mean that. I mean, it was a not so veiled threat about don't, right. don't fuck this up for us. And so I went in and, and I swallowed my pride and I gave all of the answers that were the right answers for somebody mm-hmm. that should be a host. And, you know, I ended up driving him around, driving him on dates and stuff. And his girlfriend broke up with him and then asked me to twerp. That's awesome. Well, I didn't go. No, I know, but it's still awesome. Because she was ugly, but <laughs> she was hot. I probably would have went. But, okay, so, yeah, they were using so, him so, as slave yeah, labor. The, yeah, the grandparents, he says, oh, yes, I've been pushing the lawnmower machine because of grandpa's hyena. Is that wrong that I'm using talking in the dong's accent? No, because it is what it is in that film. And, okay. Uh, I'll let it go. You, All right. You're excused, but. Just it's like, like I wouldn't. I, it's like I wouldn't use. You know, if I was, if we were doing Raiders of the Lost Ark, I would go bad dates. Well, if you were impersonating Tote, you know, you would 
try to mimic his voice. And that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to mimic the voice that Getty Watanabe used in the film. Was he an ER? Yes, I believe so. I believe All he right. was. You've seen okay. UHF, right? It's been a long time, man. Been a hot minute. Okay. But Sam asks to be excused, just like Doug was excused for his racist caricature voice. And why is she asking to be excused? Well, because she's going to the dance. Oh, somebody has an idea. Oh, would you like to go to the dance with Sam? <laughs> another oh, <yes>, gone. Please. <laughs> and thank you very much. Uh, no, that's uh, that's Hikashi or Takashi. Takashi. <laughs> I drink to that. <laughs> that's actually a pretty spot on Takashi. But there's another gong. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Dances in the high school gym, and Sam and Randy walk in, and there's a repeating bit that happens that. I don't know if I would have caught the first time I saw this film, but there is a set of parents that is basically trying to force a kid into the gym. Mm-hmm. And yes, multiple times they are forcing him in. And the kid, as soon as the parents leave, the, the kid runs. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, Sam wants to know if Jake is there. And all of the geeks are there together. And There's a nerd wall. Do you know what song that's playing? What's the name of that song? Uh, I do not know off the top of my head. Peter Gunn. Oh, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I don't think you were, you were in symphonic band in eighth grade, right? Yes. Okay, I was in sounds con- good. Yes, I was in concert band and we played when I was in seventh grade. We played that song. Yeah. Do you know where I know the Peter Gunn, Gunn theme from? It's not from Peter Gunn. It's from Spy Hunter. Uh, actually, that would be the second thing, but it's actually from Blues Brothers. All right. I know it from Spy Hunter. But... All the geeks are together, and I said one of them is playing on his phone because one of them has some kind of probably one of those uh, you know uh, football games with the yeah run 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 I love those yeah love that game but the geek is talking to a guy who has some electro binox which which apparently have a feature on they have night vision and it has the ability to send out give me a ping Vasily one ping only please. Okay. <laughs> because it does a ping. All right. All right. But uh, John Cusack is there as well. Do you know how John Cusack got this job? I read it, but I don't remember. So Anthony Michael oh, he Hall was, he, cast. He was buddy, yes, he was buddies with Anthony Michael Hall. And uh, the director, John Hughes, said, these two characters are your buddies. Pick your two buddies. And so they were not cast. They were selected by Anthony Michael Hall. So mm-hmm. basically, that's a huge thing because it completely altered, you know, their career tra- trajectories. Have you seen the other dude anywhere else? Not that I know of. No. Okay. All right. But um, they're they're talking about Sam, and one of them asks, "Do you talk to her?" And I have a relationship with her, and this is where I actually had to rewind it because I heard it wrong. He says he has a relationship with her, figured to like seventeen digits. And at first, I thought he said fingered to 17 digits. Oh. Like, how does that work? You bring yeah. in like a couple other guys, <laughs> maybe your feet. But the Electro Binoc guy calls him on his BS. And Anthony Michael Hall's character, Farmer Ted, the geek, says, by the end of the night, me and her will interface. And th- now I know what song starts playing. What song starts playing now? Um, celebration no. by Cool in the Gang. No, I know this much is true. <laughs> I don't know what song that is. I know this much is Maybe true. I, 
Who's it by? Tony Braxton? No. You know Cher? that song. Belinda Carlisle? <laughs> no. Beyonce? Yeah. Uh, Spando by Ballet. Nope. Y- you know no, it. I- you know the song. Well, not by the way you sing it. I know this much is true. I'm not going to pull it twice next week. But um, Jake is dancing with the girl that, well, it says the girl with the tits, but it's, it's not. It's the girl whose body double has the tits. Right. It's a slow dance. So Yeah. And Randy just leaves because Sam is just super focused on watching Jake. Mm-hmm. And Jake sees Sam and smiles at her and she freaks out. I know. She she has so many missteps that last week, was it last week? No, it was two weeks ago, where we were talking about uh, Matt Dillon's character, where there's there's times where things happen where he should have just noped out and said, fuck it, nope, <laughs> I'm yeah. out. Same thing with this character. The way she acts some of the time, even if he, he was the one pursu- pursuing her, he should nope out at certain points because she just does weird stuff. Yeah, but that that might be appealing to him, the innocent factor, because he's with he's with you know, fast Betty. Yeah, but uh, well, we'll we'll get to that as well. I should I gotta start like having a little piece of paper things that I say we will get to later. Right, right. But who shows up? Farmer Ted, and he does some weird dance in front of her. It's it's not a good dance, but it's not no. it's not Elaine Bennis terrible. Right. But she turns and she runs. And for the first of two times, he doesn't even realize she's gone at first. Mm-hmm. And then he does the splits. And what does he do when he does the splits? Farts. Yep. Have you ever seen, uh, did you ever watch the stupid TikTok things that are on Facebook, your Facebook feed? They think they're called reels on Facebook. Maybe. I think so. I've never been on TikTok, but I've seen, I've had TikTok videos sent to me. I've seen, I think I've seen them on Facebook. But there's this one where this, this girl is, and she's in like yoga outfit. So, you know, the uh, Lululemon pants mm-hmm. and a guy is stretching this girl out and he's just like pulling her leg up, 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 up. And she lets out a fart. I don't think I could top. <laughs> no. And, but uh, he seems uncomfortable after he does the splits, which makes me think that something happened when he did the splits. I think oh, he probably oh, drew wet. Oh. New, oh, what? Shit himself a little bit? A little bit. A little right. snuck out. Okay. But Sam is in the hall, and she punches the fire extinguisher cabinet. What did it do to her? Nothing. And, but she collapses to the ground, and the geek goes back to his people. And this is the first time it's in my notes, but it's in my notes several times. Is he has confidence. Mm-hmm. And I've told my kids this. I've told other people this. Confidence and the way you carry yourself, even if you don't necessarily believe that confidence, can carry you a long ways. Which is, you had said earlier that, you know, it's good, things are going to work out for him long term, which I agree with. And this we will get to later. But uh, there's two guys. Weeze is one of them. He bets a f- dozen floppy disks. He won't even get tit. Mm-hmm. What, and, a, what, a, what did a pack of 12 floppy disks cost back then? Uh, let's see, at, at 1984, those have been five and a quarters, a dozen floppy disks. That'd probably be about 24 bucks, 25 bucks. All right. 
That'd be my guess. But mm-hmm. uh, Cusack's character, whose name I never catch, points out that he wouldn't even be able to prove it anyway. And he says, well, what kind of proof do you want? Video evidence. Uh, child <laughs> porn. Great idea. You're right. Uh, Geek says it'll get duped and end up on cable. So he's, <laughs> he's, he's a step ahead of like the you porn revenge porn uh, trend. No way. So what do they come up with as an alternative? Underpants. No dot, problem. Dot, dot. Girls underpants. Right. And, he, and he grabs his heart like, oh. So close. Yes. So let, let's talk this through a little bit. Let's say I'm in high school. I have a bet that I will get to second base, which to me means that I'm going to feel some girl's boobs. For Doug, mm-hmm. it means fingering. But if I'm lucky enough to win this bet, how do I get her underpants? What does A have to do with B? Uh, I'm not quite sure. And then even assuming I get to third base, which for me would be fingering, for Doug would be oral sex. No, we we clarified. <laughs> I was wrong. You were right. Yeah. I, I still don't see how I can swing panties, though. No, because the panties never come off all the way. No. When you were, when you were in that situation. They were, they always acted still as some sort of barrier and roadblock that you had to work your hand around. So so did you go down from the top or did you come in from the side? No, I always went from the top. I yeah. never thought to come from the side. Not, it took me years to figure that out. It's one of those things where we talk about, well, if I only knew now or then what I knew, know now, Those are that is the kind of information I know now that I didn't know then. Right, that sort of thing. But yeah. even if I have a girlfriend that is my regular girlfriend. I do not see the panty thing happening. Mm-mm. Um, so she must appear. I think she's trying to drink out of a drinking fountain, out of a bubbler here. Is Joan Cusack attractive? No. No. I, I think she's got that frumpy, cute thing. No. No. No? No. Not, no. Is it the neck brace or is it just her in general? Just her in general. It's, I've never found Joan Cusack available. Or... Uh, Available. <laughs> Either one. She's, she's not been av- she's not been available to me, nor is she attractive. Okay. Yeah. And then I, I have in my notes here L D D dancing. Long duck tong. Yeah. That, oh. that, they'll come up in just a second. But <laughs> All right. okay. with uh Joan Cusack, she's probably one of those girls that I could have hung out with in high school. I probably could have dated, but I thought I was better than that, going for that higher rung on the ladder. Instead of instead of sh- batting for a double you were trying to hit the home run well you know hypothetically you know you're in europe (laughs) (laughs) you could get you get a hot girl's phone number instead of a handy from a slightly less hot girl i mean yeah that's kind of the same thing and as you said uh ldd or long duck dong is dancing with a girl with uh well i i said she's got big tits yes so what's your name Long. What's your first name? Long. What's your middle name? Duck. Mm, I bet all the boys are chasing plenty in the school hall. <laughs> Nobody's caught me yet. <laughs> but are you big teaser, huh? <laughs> no. I'm in the 40 and buy flat. Flat? Uh-uh, not flat. No. But yeah. but what was her name? I don't know. It was Bob. Is it Bob? Bob. Bob had bitch tits. 
<laughs> Actually, I had to change it because originally my notes, I, I referred to her as the guy from Fight Club. <laughs> oh, all right. But uh, Jake grabs the geek and the geek immediately starts apologizing. Which, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I did, but I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was, I'm totally. I don't know what I was thinking, and that I, I buy that. I I absolutely buy that. Sure. But uh, Jake tells him to relax, and Jake asks about Sam, and now he starts freaking out again because he thinks he's going to get pummeled. He thinks that Sam and him are connected somehow, but Jake just wants the DL on Sam. Mm-hmm. She's small. She's tits. Decent voice. Smells pretty good. She drives me crazy. Did she come here with you? No, no, but um, it's okay with my dad. She's going home with me. Okay, so if, if somebody asks you to describe a girl, are you going to start with her chest size? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm a face man. But definitely wouldn't Jake. Jake is a popular guy. I'm saying Jake is probably given the fact that he's dating the prom queen. Jake is, you know, top tier. He might not be. King turd, like I said, but he is, he's at the very top of the social structure in this high school. He would have people that would do this for him. He would not be going out farming information unless he wants to keep it, you know, he wants to quiet. keep it on the, he, yeah, he wants to keep it on the down low. So, okay. Yeah. But, I don't see him farming this out. Um, couple of girls. Sam is walk, on, yeah. yeah. Sam's in the hallway, crouched down, crying. And the three, three popular girls are walking by. What are they doing? Smoking a J. <laughs> Smoking a joint. And Carolyn asks her how she's doing. Fine. Yeah. But and, I, I mean, that's uncharacteristic of a popular girl. To to give a shit and ask? Yeah. Uh-huh. But And in my notes, it said, is one of those Jamie Gertz, because I wasn't sure. And it was. Um, okay. And Joan Cusack is having problems drinking from the bubbler due to her neck brace. And uh, Sam is back inside on the dance, sitting on the bleachers, and... The geek goes over to her and Randy is with a guy from Sammy Hagar's band. And we find out that the geek's name is Farmer Ted. And why is he called Farmer Ted? Do you know that? His name is Ted Ted Farmer. And, you know, with attendance sheets, it's last name, comma, first name. Right. So Farmer Ted. And it is interesting that there's a farmer and what is Sam's last name? Uh, I have no idea what Sam's last name is. Baker. Okay. And what is Jake's last name? I don't know. Candlestick maker? Shut up. <laughs> so you can tell the dumb jokes, but, you know, I can't do <laughs> that. That was dumb. That was the boo. <laughs> but Randy asks if she can be honest with Farmer Ted. Not if you're going to insult me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shoot. Get the hell out of here. Nice, nice manners, babe. She's totally serious, asswipe. Chill. Lost, but with me, I just... I don't know, you know, I can't oh, handle She tells me if you want something, you gotta ask for it, you know what I mean? I'm not the kind of good... It's embarrassing for me. I don't know, I just... For the second time, Sam left in the middle of something that he was doing without him realizing it. Mm-hmm. But this is in my notes where it says, you know what? His game would get him laid. Maybe sure not that night, but soon because <clears throat> mm-hmm. he, 
even if he does not believe in the bullshit he is putting out there, he sells it. He gives it with such a conviction that, you know, power, money, confidence, those are, you know, pillars of attractiveness, you know, along with, uh, you know, a big cock. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I'm talking about what, what I look for now. What you look for. But, um, and, but when he asked if she wanted to split with him, you could, he gave a little bit of his, his, his change in his, his tone was perfect because it's, it's the self-confidence, but with that undercurrent of uncertainty. And if he keeps that up, yeah, he's going to do well in life. Mm-hmm. I agree. But the next day, no, um, <laughs> he finds her and where is she? She's in the auto shop. You never took an auto shop class, did you? No, I did not. Man, I wish I did. Oh, yeah. So prob- you knew shit about cars? But I I probably would have been intimidated by everybody in there. Oh, yeah. No, I. there are certain things where I, I wish I knew more about cars. And I have a um, garbage disposal that needs to be replaced. And I had people I used to farm that shit out to. And now I have a choice of either doing it myself or paying to paying do it. Plumber. Paying a plumber? Yeah, I'm going to pay a plumber to do it. Are you? Yeah, I just, I want it done right because uh, I I changed a toilet and I actually did the fucking thing right, but I still had to pay a plumber because it was leaking all over the place. I couldn't figure out why. And it wasn't because I put it in wrong. Is the new toilet had a a crack in it that Mm -hmm. I couldn't see. And I actually had to return the toilet and get another one. But the geek finds her and he knocks over a, what, a cabinet full of hubcaps? I think so. I think that that's what that is. Yeah. And then he apologizes and then he insults her. I don't know what he actually says, but he tries to smoothly get in the car, but he can't. Why? She has to unlock it. Which makes no sense because there's no place for the lock to actually engage. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I saw that too. But she tells him that it's her birthday and he gives a big reaction and then he starts singing a Beatles song. Mm Mm-hmm. But they actually have a good moment here. They have like a real moment between the two of them. And she says that she should be happy, but it's impossible for her to be happy. And he asks if knowing one of his secrets will make her feel better. And what is she concerned about? Uh, I don't know. That his secret will, will gross her out. Oh, okay. No, it's, it's nothing gross, just something embarrassing. This information cannot leave this room, okay? It would devastate my reputation as a dude. No problem. I've never bagged a babe. I'm not a stud. (laughs) You know, the fact that she laughs is kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he has this bravado, and there's part of it that I don't understand, and maybe you can... Uh, fill that in for me but he says that he got the rep in sixth grade what rep of doing what how i don't know i don't know and then what does he try to do oh he tries to molest her well he tries to mount her (laughs) yeah yeah and he and he says he's sorry and she goes it's okay and then he tries to mount her again (laughs) tries to mount her again yeah no it was okay that he did it once not to do it again Right, but then she tells him about Jake, 
And he's like, no way, man. Jake's my boy. And tells her that he, Jake has been asking about her. Right, right. Um, but you missed the, the Phoebe moment here. Where, okay. She, you know, she tells him that she realizes that he liked her and how did you, how you could tell, how could you tell? Well, she could feel it on her leg. It was actually certs. And as he goes to take it out, she thinks that he's whipping his cock out. Oh yeah. Okay. But, and he apologized. He explains he's king of the dipshits and he, she says maybe he'll be normal next year. And then he asks if he can have sex with her. And that's when she says no. And the reason is because she's, she's got this thing for Jake. So if she didn't have this thing for Jake, she'd be like, yeah, I'll fuck you. I don't care. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But, uh, yeah, Jake's my boy. And she asked what she should do. And how would he know? That's literally what he asked. How would I know? But um, he says he's he a says, gambling man. <laughs> yeah, he says I'd go for it. Then she kisses him on the cheek. But there's one small problem because there's something that he needs from her. The thing is, I made a bet with my friends. The, the dipshits. My, um, I bet them that I'd do it with you. But this is before I knew you as a person. I can get proof without actually getting physical. How? Can I borrow your underpants for 10 minutes? So how long is Sam pantyless in this film? Does he ever give the panties back to her? At the very end, Jake does. He does? Yes. At the very end, she thanks him for giving her her panties back. Okay, so I mean, I. Well, she goes home. I mean, she, she actually goes, checks out yeah. for a big chunk of this movie. Right. That's. I was just about to mention that. That pretty much this is the last we see of her, except little snippets here and there. Uh, but yeah, she goes home. So not that long. But um, back at the dance, uh, Jake's girlfriend is ready to bounce, and she invited some people over to his house because his parents are gone. Now I know when. You were in high school, not so much, but after high school, did you ever have a girl that invited people over to your house? No, no, never. I remember I one had, time you got pissed at me because I showed up. With like, did? Yeah. I mean, this was probably your sophomore, your junior year. We hadn't known each other that long, but like Bob Jansen, myself, and the criminal showed up at your house and you were kind of pissed that we were there waiting for you. Oh, all right. Like, I don't remember that. All right. I don't. I don't remember that. There were times where I had where I had said, um, "Hey, I'm having a party," and then that word just spread like wildfire. And I was like, "Ooh, that's not a good idea." And then just shut the shit down. I I tried people to, would uh, show people would show up and be like, "Yeah, there's no party here. I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, but um, she Carolyn says that. He's acting weird, and she wants to know if he's screwing around on her. And what does she say at, to him with the thought of him possibly stepping out on her? Uh, well, first she mentions that when she talks about her parent, his parents go, being gone, she loves it when his parents go out of town because she can be his pretend wife. Right. Uh, but, yeah, she says that she can think of 20 other guys that would want to rail her. And he, he goes, is that a threat? No, honey, that's a fact. So did you ever get to, to play house? No, no, I dude, I didn't, I, I didn't have girlfriends in high school. No, but I screwed e around even, with, even, I, you know, when you were still at, at home at 
1920. Weren't you? 1920? Yeah. You mean 2019? No, 19 years old, 20 years old. Oh, okay. No, not 1920. <laughs> uh, I can't do the old timey voice like you can. <laughs> Back in 1920. No, 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 that, that's not it. It's the, um, Never mind. It's it's an old timey thing that you've done a couple times where. Oh, you, and talk- back in 1920, yeah. when things were wild and milk came from trucks. Yeah, it's kind of it, sure. But I, I, when I was in college, I remember you know there was a couple times that my high school girlfriend came and stayed with me at college. All right, and then there was a couple times when her parents were gone and I stayed at her place, and it is this kind of weird thing because, you know, at that age, you're kind of used to, you know, hitting and splitting. You're not used to like the whole, almost like a domesticated part of it. So she does have a point, the whole, you know, pretending like they're married. But um, then we, we see Sam in the hallway and what is Sam doing? Hold on. I lost myself. I lost my notes. Oh, she's practicing talking to him. Did you ever do that? Yeah, of course I did. Where like you, for job interviews or, or or asking a girl out or, um, you know, asking for a blowjob. <laughs> you got to rehearse that shit, man. Please, sir. I like some more. <laughs> <laughs> did it ever work out for you? No, no, it did not. No, in your head, it's it's gonna play out a certain way. Oh, it never does. It never it does. Never. No, never goes the way and, you, and it, you it gets derailed so quickly. Oh, you never even yeah. get into the second or third line of your like tree. Um, it, like if you work at a call center, you have that call tree. Right. You never get below like the first or second level because shit just goes off the rails before then. But Absolutely. What does she decide is the winner of her different options? Um, hey Jake, can I suck your cock? That probably would have worked. It would. Uh, but no, is I had a very bizarre dream. And you were in it. So you, you think that uh, the girl that gave me $150 in my birthday card is listening to the podcast? I went, oh, dude, I go, fuck Matt now. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a callback. Um, but she walks up to him. He turns around, looks at her, and nothing. She just walks away. Yeah, Missed what? opportunity. Yep. She turns and he smiles at her. And yeah, she bails. She's having a panic attack. And Jake he he does the smart thing. He collects his woman and he leaves. Mm-hmm. And she is regretting lots of her decisions right now. Right. Has an external monologue. Can't believe I'm such a jerk. I can't believe I gave my panties to a freshman. And before we get to that next point, I do not want to regret the decision of not taking a break and taking a piss. So let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. You ever have a, a thought that just kind of scares you where you're, you're thinking about something that you know is coming up and get a little worried about it? Maybe. So ask me at uh, when we went to the lobby, when we're talking about LRR. What I was scared of. <laughs> what you were scared of. Yeah. Just remind me when we get to that segment. All right. But, but 
the reason I wanted to take a break here is because I, I didn't know how far of a rabbit hole this was going to go down. So she, she regrets the decision, a lot of her decisions. And what is the last decision you said that she regrets? Oh, giving her panties to a freshman. So there is a guy, and I don't remember which guy it is, that is basically collecting a cover. It's the non-John Cusack turn. Okay. And he is, what? what is the cover to get into the boys' bathroom? One dollar. You're a yeah. freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, see, let's see. You would have been class of 91. So 91. So class of 88 would be the equivalent. Yeah. Let's say somebody says they have, do you know who the great white muff was? Was her first name Kim? Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. I believe she would have been a senior when I was a freshman. Yeah. So this she is. Worked, she worked at Boston store. I remember going, I had to buy a pair of black pants for a bus boy job, and she was the checkout girl at Boston Store, and I was very intimidated. Um, and I remember, I'm looking at these pants, and I couldn't tell if they were black or if they were really dark navy blue, mm-hmm. and I walked up, and I'm like, are these black? And she's like, yeah, what are you, colorblind? <laughs> I, I don't know if I ever had a conversation with her. I know I drove past her several times because she worked road construction. Yes, yes. But I, I'm I'm impressed that you were able to pull the Great White Muff reference. Like like Silky Bob? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Silky Bob had a, a white muff also. But you're a freshman. And actually, oh. this is a bad comparison because it should have been somebody in my class because uh, Sam was a sophomore. He was a freshman. Right. So it should have been yeah. somebody like the girl that gave me $150 <laughs> okay. in my birthday card. You find out that somebody has her panties and there's a dollar cover charge to get into the bathroom Do you see him? to see him. Do you pay? Um, yeah, probably. Why not? Oh, yeah. I, I probably I probably up the ante. I give a five. Mm-hmm. If I can, can like smell them, <laughs> make some tea. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's quite a crowd there. Uh huh. And you know, I'm thinking a dollar. Pro- they they undersold it. They probably because later when the three geeks go to the party, they have seventy dollars, which is what they've collected. So figure they may have done. They, they may probably have done had multi- s- yeah multiple rounds, but seventy bucks. Figured if that if they had nothing going in, let let's say they had fifteen bucks between them going in, so that's fifty five dollars that they they did three bucks and no, don't even do three, do five bucks. That five is bucks back, but five bucks back in nineteen eighty four. That's that was like having a, a happy meal. Bill. Not back then, man. You're five. you're a freshman. How often do you get to see panties in the wild? I don't know. Okay, all right. I I see your point. But Ted come Ted comes out of the stall, and, and, and he's right. He is he is the king of the dipshits. He's, yeah, he, he he nailed that perception, yes. and he holds them up. And it's like you've you've probably never seen a Minions movie before or a Gru movie. I, I've seen some of them. I don't know which ones. Where they're all like, ah, oh. yes. Well, yeah, it, it, uh, Toy Story, the claw. Oh yes, that's what it is. Yeah, but um. Now we cut to another scene. It probably is started with a gong, but uh, Long Duck Dong is driving, and he's got a he- he's got a heater in his mouth. And 
in my notes says Sam is there as is Bob from Fight Club. <laughs> I think this is actually the first place where it says Bob from Fight Club. And in in the song at the top, it says uh, something about him with a girl that might be bi. She says something about she's never dated a guy before. So that's where that came from. Okay. All right. But he's but, as he's driving, he's got his hand around her and he's basically holding on to her tit. And he even says, I got some place to hold my hand. <laughs> But then at dinner uh, the, the, with the future in-laws, the, the father-in-law is talking about his businesses. And you remember what businesses he had? Was it uh, sanitation and laundry? Mats laundry, yes. And I, I, as I'm watching this, I'm going, this is totally unimportant to this movie. Yeah, video games, laundry, cigarette machines, and trucking. So right. my thought is, is he mobbed up? And then the next thing he says is he also does personal loans in politics. So yeah, he's mobbed up. Yeah. And then Rudy, time. who is the fiance, is kind of a douche. Mm-hmm. And that's the guy that was the janitor in the Breakfast Club. Right. But they're doing shots. I'm I'm guessing they're probably shots of Zambuca. Or Cavassier. <laughs> That that movie is funny. Have you ever seen that movie? No, I've never seen The Ladies' Man before. It's actually pretty funny. Is it? And All he right. is the funniest part of, have you ever seen Walk Hard? Once. The Dewey Cox story with uh, the one guy that was with Will Ferrell and also was in Boogie Nights. You're right. He is the funniest part of that. Tim Meadows is who plays okay. that guy. But uh, right. the dad is not happy. Um, but then we have some racist music as the donger drops off Sam. And there's a there's a drive-in tray on the passenger side window from a cutscene. That's but still has like the cups on it that haven't blown off. He drove very very slowly. Or yeah. yeah. But this is where you had talked about before how her inner monologue is external. She says the quiet part out loud. Mhm. He says he just showed up and already he's got somebody and she has nothing. And then we go to Jake's place and the few people, finger quotes, few people that his girl told has become a huge party. Oh, his house is getting completely trashed. I, I know I've, I was at a lot of parties at your house and I tried to be nothing but respectful to your house other than, mm-hmm. you know, passing out and asking for somebody to tell me when we get to the point. But yes. have you ever been at a party where a house got Absolutely trash. Yes. There's a guy from my class. His name's Ryan. And he had a brother that was the class below you. Right. And they, they got in some legal trouble for stealing yes. stuff. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he wore orange for a while. And I was at a party at, at his house. And the house got destroyed. Hmm. I mean, people were stealing VCRs and televisions. And I'm just like, this is bad. Um, yeah, I had I had stuff stolen from my house. And my dad had a, a red tool box that he had for years. And I had a, a big party and it just, it went missing. And he's like, where'd it go? Where? I'm like, I don't know, dad. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I have, I suspect I know who took it. And they were, I was kind of friends with them, but they uh-huh. were also a scumbag. So, yeah. I had a bunch of steaks stolen out of our freezer and some DVDs and CDs. So steaks, like you couldn't 
kill vampires. (laughs) Yes. Yes. All my vampire gear was taken. (laughs) But Jake is surveying what's going on. And this is not good. And his girlfriend is there. And she introduces him to everyone. Jake, this is everyone. Everyone, this is Jake. And she goes to the same high school. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe she works at Boston store. (laughs) And she's selling... She's just hammered. That's that's she's just being a dumb. No, but girl. but how does she know all these people that he doesn't know? He's just she's just being a dumb drunk chick. Okay, yeah. But Joan Cusack, who to you is unattractive, is trying to drink a beer, and the donger is just trashing the car that he's at, which we find out later is his grandpa's uh, grandpa's yeah. car. Yeah, Jake goes upstairs and looks up Sam's picture in the yearbook. Wait, wait, wait! Now, Bef- but before you, just one second back. He, the, when the donger and uh, Bob show up at the party, they crash into another car. And after they get out of the car, like a beat later, two people get out of the backseat of the car that were fucking. Oh, okay. But now, yeah, we're up in Jake's room and he's looking at a yearbook. And it's got to be her freshman year picture. Well, sure. Yeah. Not a great pick. No, no. Because there's a lot of girls that were hot at really good looking in junior and senior years and you go back and you look at their freshman yearbook picture. Ooh, not good. So if you had to guess what percentage of girls say probably your sophomore junior year had the claw hairstyle, the claw, what's the claw hairstyle? Where it's just kind of like the wave that comes up on front and comes down like a claw. <laughs> oh, <laughs> with lots of aquanet. Yes. Uh, a decent percentage. 50, yeah, 50-50. But yeah, the, the geeks show up, and there's three of them. It is the guy with the electro-binox, Cusack, and Farmer Ted. And yeah. One of them is getting paged by his mom. Are the two geeks that are not Farmer Ted brothers? No. Well, yes. I think so. <laughs> Have you ever yeah, had crawdads, Doug? <laughs> but they have they have headlamps. Well, I had to think about it because later on when Ted goes to wake them up, they're both in the same bedroom. Well, that was a whole other question that comes well, up later. <laughs> but maybe they're just having a sleepover, yeah, that's a true. play date. But they have headlamps on and Ted's like, take those things off. Yeah, and Ted is trying to get them to be cool. And they they take an inventory of what they have. They're set. What what are What is the sum total of things that they have? I don't know, man. 70 bucks and a oh, pair of girls you, underpants. Okay, you said that before. Yeah. I thought it was something else. No. And Ted knocks on the door, but first he tells his crew not to embarrass him, and one of them has his fly open. Mm-hmm. And then who answers the door? The donger. And there's a gong as he opens the door. Uh, and he's But he's hanging on the door as it's opening. And it's the second instance of the F word. Well, the other F word. And uh, Jake is up in his room, and what is Jake doing? Well, he's calling Sam's house. And we, we didn't mention it earlier, but Sam has her own phone number. Yes. And there might be a missing scene here because he is actually looking at a piece of paper that has a phone number on it when he's dying. Oh, all right. Uh, but the grandparents, as we talked about earlier, are staying in her room. So um, after 50 rings, the old bag answers the phone. Yeah. And... <laughs> There's nobody there, and the grandpa goes, what did they want? And she says, sex. Well, that's because as he was hanging up, Jake said, eat me. Oh, all right. 
the geeks walk into the party and there is this huge wall of um, beer cans. Specifically, I think they're Pabst beer mm-hmm. cans. And one of the geeks knocks them over. And what is behind the wall of beer cans? The Dable brothers. <laughs> <laughs> but just the sheer difference between in size. Those guys were probably pushing 30. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. Yeah. And I were mean, professional weightlifters. Yeah. They, I mean, just gigantic. I mean, uh-huh. huge. And then we, we have another gong. <laughs> and uh, Dong and Bob are going at it on a stationary bike. And this is where she says, I've never been out with a boy. Right. But yeah. can, can you explain the whole... I think it's just grinding. I think that's what that is. I think that's all it is, is just, is just grinding. Okay. On that bike. Yeah. Uh, there but- are some girls that fucking love to grind. Oh, you know, I, I, I've, I've experienced girls that prefer grinding over fingering. Do you ever get, uh, you know, denim burn mm-hmm. or zipper burn? A uh, fuck. I, the one thing, uh, if, if there's one thing that I miss least of everything about being single and, you know, going out, hooking up with randos is, well, first of all, having to find out what his name is, but second of all. Just dry humping and the fucking burn on your cock from mm-hmm. just aggressively grinding. Yeah. It's awful. But uh, Jake is calling again and his girl, Carolyn, shows up and passes out at his door. She doesn't pass out. Oh, well, she just sits She sits down and he's, he's, he's had enough of her. So he goes and just closes the door. And her hair is stuck. Yes. And then two of her friends are on the stairway and they are talking to mm-hmm. someone. What? I'm sorry, I don't do that. Yes, you do. I know. Come on. But then there's another clip that actually follows that up. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. I'm guessing you're not familiar with that either. <laughs> meatloaf? Yeah. It's actually yeah, the remember. second meatloaf reference in this podcast. Oh, wow. Have we had a meatloaf reference before? I can't imagine we have not mentioned Bob has bitch tits before, but it's possible. All right. But um, do you know what the thing that he will not do is? Anal sex? Pegging. Okay. <laughs> it's the second pegging reference we've had <laughs> in this podcast and, as well. And suddenly Matt's aroused. <laughs> But uh, Carolyn is asking for help, and this is where we find out she was the prom queen. It's mentioned a couple times between now and the end of the film. And she's not that hot. Uh, I mean, if that body was hers. But, I mean, how much can you tell dressed? She's she's attractive. She's more attractive than Molly Ringwald. Yeah. And she yes. fucks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's two. And as the guy we just referenced says two out of three ain't bad (laughs) but she has several problems um she's drunk she her hair stuck but now we're back oh by the way by the way she's actually a redhead in real life she had to wear a wig she had to wear a wig because john hughes didn't want two soulless women in the movie (laughs) this is two movies of mine this season that required people to wear wigs to hide the fact they don't have souls Who's the other one? Adventures in Babysitting. 
Uh, oh yeah, that kid. All right. That's a that's a a male soulless guy. <laughs> yes, a male soulless. This is uh, what succubus versus uh, what's the other one? Succubus is a is a female version. Um, I, I have I can't no idea. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, but um, look up succubus. The um, grandparents are waiting for the phone to ring again, and Jake does call back. And the grandpa answers, and he's being rude. And Jake asks to talk to Sam. No. Can I leave a message? No. And then the grandmother takes the phone, and she's cock-blocking Sam. Mm-hmm. A it, female demon believed to have sexual intercourse with sleeping men. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a male equivalent to that. Is there? Yes, yeah, the soulless thing. But, All um, right. But there's a crowd now by Jake's door. And do you, I I read like this whole essay about how Carolyn's arc is about her dissatisfaction with the patriarchy and how it shows that she realizes that she is taking for granted the things that she's granted because of her stature in life, which is just complete bullshit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But there, there, you know what Schadenfraud is, right? Uh, the pleasure in seeing other people's misery. Yeah. The, a, a huge crowd sitting outside the door as a prom queen has to have her hair cut so she can get away from a door. Absolutely would happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But one of her friends, I think it might be Jamie Garrett's, um, takes mm-hmm. some pinking shears and cuts her hair and cuts her loose. And then <laughs> how do we cut to the next scene? Oh, with a dong, a gong. <laughs> well, it's a gong that introduces dong. Dong is still on the, the, the bike. But the girl is now whifting late, whifting lates, lifting weights, whifting lates. Yeah. Yes, and the weights they slide go... off. Yeah, and go through the floor and into the wine cellar. Was she lifting like a thousand pounds? I don't know. Be- was this, was this was this floor made out of balsa wood? Because what maximum those each one of those individual plates? There probably weren't even plates. Is what maybe thirty pounds. And she's she's got away a buck fifty, yeah. But um, yeah, the weights go through the floor, explode, explodes, expose a wine cellar. Jake would be so fucked. There's no coming back from this at this point. No, and I think that's why he makes the decision later on. But is there some kind of a time jump here? Because it's I think it's 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 very possible at this point we didn't see Jake say. All get right, the fuck get out. the fuck out because now he's walking around. There's a tape deck where the tape is coming out. There's a pizza on the turntable. Yeah. How is uh, so in the record is skipping. Mm-hmm. What was the needle playing the pizza? I guess so. Oh, mama mia. <laughs> but he he's pissed as he should be. And foam is coming out through one of the vents. This house is hundreds of thousands of dollars in damage in yeah. today's dollars. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jake finds something as he's surveying the damage. What does he find? Well, he sits down um, and he, he wants to drink a beer, but he picks up a couple that ugh, have maybe cigarette butts in them. Have I ever told that story? Yes. Did I tell my story? I probably did not. <laughs> Where because... I was going to Summerfest and we were at a party and I, I had a six pack and I filled them up. I've told that story, haven't I? Mm, no. And I was in the and I was in the back seat of the car, and I was drinking the beer from the barrel. And you were getting fitted from, from somebody in the front seat. No, no. 
And I took a big swig, and the next thing I know, I had a cigarette butt in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, that was nasty. But I threw the cigarette butt out the window. What did I, what did I do? Kept, kept on going. drinking the beer. Yeah, kept right. on going. Yeah, but he picks up a beer can, and he sees an eye through the glass table. And then at, we cut to Sam's house, and this is the first time she's been in it for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. And she's sleeping on the couch. Well, we gotta. Who's the eye? Who's who's in the glass? It, it's table? the geek. It's it's Farmer Ted. Yes, but he's clear now. He's trapped. Like, what is he a mime? When, when, think, when they show, he had plenty of space. It's not like he was running on oxygen or he was pressed up against the glass. It's completely he's like, for effect. Jake, Jake. You know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, at Sam's house, um, she we assume she has panties on now, um, and she's sleeping on the couch, and her dad wakes her up. And he apologizes to her. Mm-hmm. Um, guess you're really PO'd about us forgetting your birthday. And she's, they're not, she's not really that upset anymore. They did remember eventually. And he goes to leave and he sees that something is wrong. And she denies it and dad knows and has to do with a certain guy. Yeah, but, but he takes it the wrong way. Yeah, he thinks it's about what? Uh, her sister's groom to yeah. be. Yeah, the bohunk, uh, uh-huh. Ginny's fiance. And for, for just a second, she thought that somebody understood her, but it's like, no, it, it, it's about Jake. And who's, uh, oh, fuck, I lost my clip here. Yeah, I, I had a great clip here, but you did. Who, who's Jake? Forget it. And I had a forget it, Jake. Jake from, it's Chinatown. Jake from State, oh, I was going to say Jake from State Farm. He sounds hideous. But um, I I can't imagine having this conversation with either of my parents. No, certainly not. But uh, Sam lays it all out. Jake is a senior, and he's beautiful and perfect. I like him a real lot, and he doesn't like me, okay? Oh. And he's got this incredible girlfriend. I'm just this ridiculous dork that's falling around like a puppy. Why do you think you're a dork? I don't think you're a dork. I don't think mom thinks you're a dork. Mike thinks I'm a dork. Mike is a dork. Well, so am I. Well, if it's any consolation, I love you. And if this guy can't see in you all the beautiful and wonderful things that I see, then he's got the problem. I know. It just hurts. That's why they call them crushes. If they were easy... They call him something else. You know, that, that conversation is actually pretty good. And th- that was a late ad because the actor who played the dad did not want to take the role because it was so thin. Ah. And that whole scene was actually added because otherwise he would not have taken it. Oh. But the, the thing I was missing was... Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. But she compares herself to her sister, Ginny. And you have an older brother and an older sister. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, teachers, neighbors, parents, uh, comparisons become inevitable between you and, and your siblings. Mm, never in high school. Well, you had a little bit of a gap, though, didn't you? Yeah. I, by the time I was a freshman, my brother was a freshman in college. So, and my sister was six years older than me. Okay. So I was. Yeah, I was, there was no comparisons at all. Now it's the, 
Oh, are you the son, the one that has the restaurant? No. I kill bugs. When when was my mom in Wisconsin? (laughs) They 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 talk about they talk about brothers and sisters in restaurants (laughs) on the podcast. But Sam talks about how everything. I'm so proud. I'm so proud of Matthew. He's doing so much with his life. He has his friend. He does a podcast with him. It's wonderful. Does that sound like her? No, <laughs> no, no. You um, you probably wouldn't remember this because everything's kind of a blur. But I remember at my rehearsal dinner, my mom shows up in like this all leopard print outfit. <laughs> really? <laughs> and I'm like, Mom, what the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> and she probably shopped for weeks for that thing because those outfits for all those different stages of that wedding weekend for the moms, super important. I remember my stepmom threw a fucking fit because my mom was wearing the same color of dress that she was going to wear. They talk about wedding outfits on their podcast. (laughs) I shopped for weeks. I went to Penny's and I finally found the leopard print. Probably was Coles, but um, Sam is comparing herself to her sister, and everything has come easy to Ginny. Why? Well, because Ginny's hot. Mm-hmm. Hot people have it easier. It's and, yeah. just a fact. And Ginny puts out. It, it, it is a nice scene. It's a nice moment between the the father and the daughter. But uh, back at Jake's place, Jake is now holding Sam's panties. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he questions, are these really hers? And do you think he, well, you know. Smelled them? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure he did. Of course he did. While Farmer Ted is mixing martinis and turned his back, I bet you 10 bucks that he took a whiff. <laughs> Would you? Like I said, I'd make tea. <laughs> yeah. But it, there's a good chance that there might be like some some farticles in there. and that, that may, There may be some funk in those things. Yeah. Yeah. Because she wasn't expecting, you know, th- those weren't like her her Sunday fun day panties, but I mean, no. she, she wasn't expecting them to be in, in the, the hands of her object of desire. But Ted actually has some good advice and insight here. And this, I apologize. This is the longest clip we've ever had, but Jake wonders if the geek is being straight with him and if Sam is actually really into him. You better not be dicking me around. Be a major downer to try and get together with this girl and find out she really does think I'm a slime. Jake, when I dig you, let me put you this way. What happens to me if I dig you? <laughs> I'll kick your ass. <laughs> right. So why would I lie? But I feel compelled to mention to you, Jake. I mean, if all you want off the girl is a piece of ass, I mean, I'll either do it myself or get someone bigger than me to kick your ass. I mean, not many girls in contemporary American society today would give their underwear to help a geek like me. Get a piece of ass anytime I want. Shit, I got Carol in the bedroom right now, passed out cold. I could violate her ten different ways if I wanted to. What are you waiting for? I don't know. She's beautiful and she's built and all that. I'm just not interested anymore. Does that really matter, guy? Yeah, it matters. She's totally insensitive. Look what she did to my house. She didn't know shit about love. I think she cares about his party. 
I want a serious girlfriend. Somebody I can love. It's gonna love me back. Is that psycho? It's beautiful, Jacob. You know, I think a ton of guys feel the same way as you do. Really? Yeah, it's just they don't they don't have the balls to admit, you know what I mean? I mean they're just they're wimps. Samantha's uh she's really special, you know? Make a deal with you. Let me keep these. I'll let you take Carolyn home. But you gotta make sure she gets home. You can't leave her in some parking lot somewhere. Okay? Jake, I'm only a freshman. So? She's so blitzed, she won't know the difference. Jake, I don't have a car. You can take mine. Jake, I don't have a license. I trust you. Why? <laughs> All right. So there, there's, in, in the essay I, I referred to earlier, they specifically talk about how no protagonist of a film now would ever be able to talk about taking advantage of a woman or handing over a woman to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And as, as troublesome as the racial stuff is from earlier, this I think is much, much worse. Well, you have to think of how many boys this movie influenced to view women in that manner. It yeah. made it seem normal to not respect women and to take advantage of them when they're drinking. A passed out woman, yeah. Passed out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure this movie is responsible for many a date rape. Because, well, I saw it. I saw it. I saw this handsome guy in this movie that was super popular talking about it, and it made it seem like it was okay. They talk about date rape on their podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, and this part I didn't understand. So Farmer Ted is fireman carrying Caroline out. Why is he carrying it? Why wouldn't it make more sense for Jake too, who obviously could do it much easier? You're right. Bigger, stronger. Yeah. But uh, Jake puts her in the front seat and it's not Jake's car. It's Jake's dad's car. Why it's not Jake's Rolls car? Royce. Because he can't drive stick. Which uh, actually, as we'll <clears throat> find out, Jake's car is actually an automatic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I read that. It's a Rolls Royce. Um, second movie a row of mine. With Rolls Royce. There you go. Uh, do you want to do this or not? No. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to do this. But uh, he gets into the driver's seat, and what does he see? He gets into the driver's seat. What does he see? Oh, he sees her panties. <laughs> and then she wakes up, and she looks at the geek. Who is he? He's, he's me. Who are you? I'm him. Okay. <laughs> and then, and then passes out. And then the geek says, Jake, is your dad a big man? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, and I have a clip for it. I'm not going to play it. He, Jake says, she's totally gone. Have fun. <laughs> and yeah, as, go ahead. Take advantage of her. But uh, the geek backs into something. And when he's trying to pull out of the garage, he actually backs up. And then he slowly pulls out of the garage and as Jake is watching the geek drive away, he hears laughing. And what is the laughing mm-hmm. coming from? Uh, it's from the donger. And he's in a tree. Yeah. But, and there's, to their credit, to their credit, there is no gong here. However. No, but he's, but he's dressed like a samurai. And he yells bonsai. Uh-huh. And now the guys from the wall of beers earlier pull up um, somewhere in a car. 
And the other two geeks, John Cusack and the guy who hasn't been in anything else, are in the trunk. And they're right. Out. And they well, hold on a second. They pull out John Cusack first, and the other one kind of scoots over to make it easier for the big guys to <laughs> pick him up. Yeah, that was it. Was that was silly and funny. But now uh, the geek is driving down the road, and Carolyn is is cranking the radio, and it's Billy Idol. And as they're driving, she starts to put the top up. Mm-hmm. It is well. Most cars won't allow you to do this, but if if a car's in motion, it will not allow you to do anything with the top, retract it, or put it up because the wind will grab that fucker and just bend the shit out of it. Well, we don't know what your Rolls Royce. It doesn't is. matter. Okay. Um, because I had a car that it didn't matter, and somebody did that once, and it bent my roof. Oh, all right. It, it, and even on a shitty car like the one I had, that's expensive. Mm-hmm. But she tosses a beer can, and then she tosses a bottle. Where did those come from? Uh, well, it could have been that there's some tomfoolery in that car from earlier. Oh, like somebody started. went out to the garage, like, hey, you want a fucking Rolls Royce? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's possible. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But uh, the car phone rings, and, you know, this is 1984, so a car phone was... Big, big deal. Right. And Probably like $3.75 a minute. Yes, you know who uh, the first phone call I ever made from a car phone was to? Dorsey Levens. Yep. <laughs> but uh, she answers it, and who's it for? The old man. Yeah, of course. It's his car, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she takes out a pill. But and- you got to figure. You got to figure that this is what two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, probably. Yeah, who's calling him on his car phone at 2 o'clock in the morning? His uh, side piece. You're right, yeah. But uh, she takes out a pill. Carolyn takes out a pill and gives it to the geek, and he takes it. Great, now we're both on the pill. It was probably I mean, just a what, sugar pill anyway. Yeah, but what was he thinking? Oh, yeah, she's giving me some ecstasy. Did awesome. ecstasy, well, we've had this conversation. Yes, ecstasy did exist in 1984, uh-huh. but not nearly as commonly known. But she starts making out with him as they're driving. I, I've had girls do that before. Yeah, I have. Not when I'm drunk, time. but you know, yeah. just when I'm they're just whatever. Mm-hmm. No, just just wait ten minutes. Yeah. And trust me, I, I I want it as much as you do, but not when I'm it's not worth that. Right. I don't I don't want to die. I want to get laid before I die. But yeah. But they almost crash and he stopped. He's like, stop the antics. And then she puts her head in his lap and she says, I love you. And this is where Anthony Michael Hall breaks the third wall. Yeah. Did she start sucking his cock? I'm not sure because it looked like she lied down like the back of her head was on his dick. So. Well, maybe he can like hair fucker. I don't know. <laughs> ah, who knows? Yes. Yeah. He, but. And he says, he looks at the camera and he goes, this is getting good. But. It stays with his character, even though it's the next scene, and he is at a window knocking. Mm-hmm. And this is where I had to ask if they're brothers, because it's the other two geeks. Right. Are they? But like I said, are they having a play date? But he, he wants them outside with a camera and film. Get it and bring it outside. And the the two other geeks, whether they be brothers or lovers or whatever they happen to be, they go through a laundry list of what possibly he needs the camera for. Do you have any of those things? Is an alien or something? UFO, ET, female ET. 
but they're making a ton of noise and they come outside with the camera and they can't believe it because it's Farmer Ted in a rolls with Carolyn. The prom queen. Right. And she's passed out. <laughs> one of them goes, that's a Rolls Royce. And the other one goes, that's the prom queen. Two girls in one night. Yeah. So he's still getting credit for shit he didn't do. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I, you know what I do for a million dollars? Two chicks at the same time. All right, office space. Um, yeah. Nobody's gonna believe I told, you. I totally messed that up too. That's all right. It's close enough. You, you'll you'll get railed for it next week or right. in two weeks. And uh, what kind of camera? What kind of camera is it that they have on a tripod? It's a Polaroid, isn't it? Uh huh. My grandma had one of those. You only talk I'm, about your grandmothers on the podcast. Okay, okay it's getting a little old. Yeah. No, we had a Polaroid. We did not. Yeah. I remember my mom busted in. I was taking a bath. And she came in with a Polaroid. I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, oh, just I just want to take a picture of you in the bathtub. You know, they, I, they make those now again. And like dude, a pack of film is like $30. Oh, yeah? It's ridiculous. But uh-huh. uh, the, that's why nobody will believe you. That's why the geek had them get the camera. I just, you know what? I just confessed a different strokes moment to you. <laughs> there was no reaction whatsoever. What is it? Was that your Dudley moment? Were you at the, <laughs> the bike bi- shop? The bicycle salesman. The guy from WKRP in Cincinnati? Yeah. Uh-huh. He wanted to touch you inappropriately? <laughs> it's your parents. I There was a, I remember in my grandparents' house, they had a picture of me as an infant taking a bath in the kitchen sink all right yeah there's i'm sure there's one of me doing that too so you know different era um and the thing is now with everything digital now Mm -hmm. of course all your shit's up uploaded to the cloud and they have scrapers looking through that saying oh this person has you know whatever so but what scrape what are you talking about if, if you have your shit backed up to icloud Mm-hmm. They have programs that scrape through all of your pictures that you have that look for certain things, and like if they ha- like child porn, for example. Okay, all right. And if they have it, it, it'll notify authorities. All right. But um, uh, yeah, geek hops in the back seat, and they're struggling setting up the camera, and they take a picture, and of course, the picture does not actually have the prom queen in it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, did you do the the flicking of the you know or the not flicking, but what would you call that? Shake it. Shaking? Shake it like a Polaroid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's from. Song. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. So I was thinking of the bean, not the Polaroid. But oh, flicking the bean. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next day. The next day. Yep. Get Everybody's getting ready. Yep. Grandpa's on the phone with the police because they can't find the dong. <laughs> and a dog wakes up a dong by licking him first and then takes other liberties with him. Do you know how he got, John Hughes got the dong to laugh like that? Uh, He tickled his feet. Tickled his feet. That's a little weird. Yeah, the the R word, actually, one of the grandparents, the the slave trader grandpa, is on the the phone to the police, and he's describing what he, the donger, was wearing, and the R word gets dropped again. (laughs) Yes, yeah. Uh, The grandmas are making breakfast, and one of the grandmas has this unbelievably long old lady ash they had to have some kind of a, a pin oh, in there yeah. or something because something. you know no ash and she was moving it around she was not being careful mm-hmm. with it 
Right. Uh, but the mom apologizes about missing Sam's birthday. And this is in addition to the the scene with the dad talking about Jake. This was an additional ad. This was one that was not originally in the script. But the mom, the, the woman who played the mom went to John Hughes and says, I'm supposed to be a good mom. If I don't acknowledge the fact I missed her birthday, that, that that's a miss. Mm-hmm. But the mom's crying about it. And so the mom is actually making the fact that she missed Sam's birthday about her. <laughs> yeah. But the younger brother finds out that they missed her birthday. And what does he think of it? He thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. And the mom says, deep down, he's really sorry. Eh, no, 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 he's not. No, no, he's not. But now Sam is on the phone with her, her gal pal, Randy. And Randy tells her about that her little brother paid a dollar to see her underwear. Right. And, and she, she screams. Pulls the, she pulls the, yeah, the home alone. Ah! And, yeah, and then one of the parents says something about, oh, that stupid rock and roll music. And the other one says, well, it's here to stay. Mm-hmm. So everybody is getting ready to go to the wedding. And uh, there's too many people trying to get into the one car. <laughs> you saw this too. The grandma just crouches down. She crouches out, like pretends the... like she's getting in the car. Yeah. There's no way you could fit that many adults. No. And then as the car pulls away, you can still see like the top of the grandma's shoulders. Yes. But <laughs> as they're backing out, um, Dong is there, passed on the lawn, and someone notices him. Hey, Howard, there's your gentleman. Oh, thanks, Fred. Hi, Dong. What the? What's he going on the ground yeah, they're worried he's dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the the dad's first concern, the first thing he says is seven grand for a wedding I'll never see. And yeah. they roll him over and he smells like dog piss. And then Dong goes into this kind of speech. Oh, no more Yankee, my wanky. The Donga need food. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, he's he's three sheets to the wind. <laughs> he's drunk as a scum. Oh, why don't you shut up, Fred? Shut up, dude. Dong. 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 Grandpa is talking to you. <laughs> Dong. Where is my automobile? Automobile. Leg. Big leg. So in an unshown scene, apparently he crashed the car into a lake. Right. And what does the grandma do when she finds this out? I don't know. She kicks him in the junk. Oh, she does? Yes. So... Now we're at the church, and uh, the lady from the poltergeist from poltergeist, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> at the front of the church, and they talk about how the bride to be is on the rag, but don't worry, she took a muscle relaxant. She took four muscle relaxers. It's, it's not good. It's not no. great, Bob. But uh, the rolls is in the parking lot, and Carolyn is trying to wake Farmer Ted up. He has his headgear on, <laughs> right? How? I don't know. There were kids that had to wear their headgear to school. Sure. That's that had to suck. Yeah, so that bad. was, you know. Well, I mean, I I guess it it kind of cuts down the possibility of teen pregnancy, but it yes, yeah, it, it does. It's that that's kind of rough. But uh, he asks, "Where am I?" And she says, "I'll tell you where you are if you tell me 
who you are. <laughs> and what does she say as far as where they are? They're across the street from my church. You want a church? <laughs> I didn't catch that the first time. That's actually a pretty clever line. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and he asks what happened, and she says, no idea. And then he says, did I do that to your hair? What, it, is, is there cum in it? <laughs> no, the cut where he cuts. Yeah, cut I, I, I'm aware. Right. But um, he asks if they did it. Yeah, here. Uh, yeah, and she did, says, um, pretty sure. Oh, sorry. Did we? Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, excuse me, but um, do you know if um, did I did I enjoy it? Not of course I enjoyed it. I mean, um, what I meant what I meant was um, did you? Hmm. You know, I have this weird feeling I did. Go Farmer okay. Ted. How would he not know if he enjoyed it? Uh, well, I I didn't see him drinking at all, but maybe no. the no. birth control gave him some kind of adverse reaction. I, I have no idea. Yeah, but now Jake goes to Sam's house and Dong wait, answers. Wait, before, before the whole Dong thing, mm-hmm. in the church, the bride is high as a kite. Yeah. And Sam is trying to put shoes on her and the mom is trying to feed her coffee. Uh, coffee while wearing a white wedding dress to someone no. who's wasted. Yeah. Bad, bad idea. Bad, bad, bad idea. Bad now, idea. now go ahead. Now Jake shows up to Sam's house. The dong answers. In in this cut, dong totally like, oh my God, you're going to kick my ass. Um, But there's a deleted scene that where the re- roles were reversed. You're going to fuck on me? Nobody's going to fuck on you. Where are your son? I hate Godzilla. I hate him too. <laughs> okay, I didn't know the context you were going to use that in. Okay. And is that the scene where you see his, his dick? Yeah, his little, his micro penis. In the huge man bush that he uh-huh. has. Uh-huh. But he, when Dong sees that it's Jake, he freaks out. <laughs> and apparently... We did not see this, but when after he yelled bonsai, <laughs> uh, Jake hit him in the face because the donger grabbed his nuts. Okay. But uh, donger says, sorry, just forget it. Where's Sam? She got married. Married? Yeah, married. She's 16. Jake would right. never buy this. No, certainly not. But in the church, everybody's waiting for the bride. Bride is really stoned. Sam says she's happy for her. And then the bride passes out. Mm-hmm. And the priest is Bill Murray's brother. Yeah, Brian Doyle Murray. Um, the mom loudly announces that she got her period. And then the groom makes a joke to the priest. Right. Everything everybody's saying is not true. Uh, wedding starts. And uh, who's playing the organ? The little old lady from Poltergeist. Right. And Ginny is struggling to get down the aisle. And is fucking with people on their way up to church. <laughs> and she takes a seat halfway up to take a take a rest. Kind of similar to how when we canoe and you go around a bend. And the people that were literally just stopped have stopped a minute and a half from the last rest place. Right. Oh, that drives me crazy. Drives me crazy. But the dad finally gets her to the front. And one of the dads is cracking up. And uh, the geek and Carolyn are talking. She never went out with a freshman 
even when she was a freshman. Yeah, she mm-hmm. is the kind of girl where if she's a senior, it's actually surprising that she's with Jake. You'd figure that she'd be with a college guy. Yeah, sure. But uh, apparently she says he, he was pretty crazy. She would have no recollection of this at all. Mm-mm. But what did she like best? His big cock? No, waking up in his arms. Oh, all right. Yeah, no, no, no. But Jake pulls up. and oh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> and she goes to talk to Jake, and uh, Farmer Ted thinks he's dead, and the car phone rings. Mm-hmm. Once again, he answers why that. would he answer it? <laughs> right, but it's the geeks, the two geeks. No, how would they? Farmer Ted wouldn't have that number. No, he would not. And I don't think Star 6-9 existed back then. Probably not. But uh, they want to know what happened. Uh, you want to know what happened by the book. Now, Jake and Carolyn have this discussion. And sorry for getting you mixed up with that guy. You mean the kid you told to rape you? <laughs> you were passed right. out. Yeah. And she goes, sorry, it wasn't that. It wasn't too terrible. And she apologizes for the party. I, I don't know who is more in the wrong. Um, because he basically had made a potential thing happen. She caused hundreds of thousands of dollars in damage to definitely happen. Right. But she says that neither of them is going to die if they don't end up together. And she leaves it up to him and they hug. That's the end of them. Mm -hmm. But the wedding is over and uh, the Bohunk's dad comes out. And what is he doing with the priest? Paying him off. He's giving him cash. Well, you have to pay the priest anyway. You do. Usually it's an envelope. But yeah, the bohunk comes out. He's got a heater in his mouth. (laughs) And uh, the bride, Ginny, she's trying to catch the rice in her mouth. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But Sam realizes that the veil is still in the church as the bride is stripping down on the steps. Yeah, she takes off her undergarments. Well, what do you call it? The the bustle? I'm not sure. I don't. don't. That sort of thing is not in my hard drive. Because I'm not required to know it. But they get in the limo and it drives away. And the, the poltergeist lady is talking to Sam and says, make sure that they, they, they move the bodies, not just the headstones. And Sam gets the veil. She walks out and she's been forgotten again. She's looking at all the cars driving away. Mm-hmm. And as everybody drives away, she sees something across the street. What is across the street? Jake leaning up against his Porsche with his arms crossed. And he waves to her and. She does the very cliche looking behind her. It's like me looking me. Yeah. Yeah. He comes over. They both say hi. He came there for her. Is that okay? Yeah. Are you going to the reception? I'm supposed to. Can Can I call you later? No. No. No? Why? Because I'm not going to the reception. All all the grandparents are still getting in the car. Yeah. And as Sam is getting into the Porsche, uh, the dad sees, and this is happy because he knows that his daughter is getting into the car with somebody who has a Porsche. So he knows that the guy has a small cock. So right. she's not going to get all ripped out. But that night, I say that as a Porsche owner, um, that night they're sitting at, on a table in front of a birthday cake and they exchange thanks. Thanks for getting Mandy's back. Thanks for coming over. Thanks for coming to get me. Happy birthday, Samantha. Good wish. It already came true. 
Okay, I think you have something here. Yes, there's the alternate version. I think I know what this is, but I'm not sure. Thanks for coming to my birthday party, Jake Ryan. Thanks for having me to your birthday party, Peter. Make a wish. It's already come true. Here's your present. No, Jake, not like this. Ah! <laughs> and and how does the film end? Is it a freeze frame? Freeze frame, freeze frame. Freeze frame, freeze frame. Yes. <laughs> so I want to play out a couple strings here. All right. Sam and Jake, walk me through it. How, how does that work? Uh, it's very short-lived because when his dad comes home, he marches him right down to the arm, army recruiting station. Okay, that's one p- potential outcome. But say that doesn't happen. Uh, take the, the trashed house out of the equation. Okay. Um, he's going to catch a lot of ridicule from... Well, we, we really don't know what time of year this is. Is this September or is this May? Yeah, we we don't know that there's leaves because there's leaves on the trees. Yeah, but you can't necessarily have that mean anything because they are kind of at the the whims of whatever it actually happens to be when they film. I would say this is the later the latter half of her sophomore year, so it is say March April. Okay, it's it's very short lived. Um, He goes off. You know, they have a short romance and he goes off to college and that's it. So we'll, 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 we'll try and make it work and that'll last for about a month. Yeah, I should have pulled the thing from uh, not another teen movie where uh, Captain America actually plays out how it's going to work. But have you ever been in a relationship where, you know, you were fully engaged, you were going the whole nine and then you break up, you start dating somebody else who has never gone the full nine that that that's tough um and you know jake is used to carolyn who i guarantee is up for some kinky shit mhm sam she might give a little because of her lust for jake but maybe she's coachable i don't think she can roll though got to be coachable <laughs> okay so the next one is the geek and carolyn oh that doesn't last at all no that's that's a matter of days mm-hmm. at best. She she sobers up completely, takes a nap and wakes up and comes to her senses. Yeah, in unless she's got he's got a beautiful penis. No, there's no way because yeah. she's already said she's got a handful of guys that would kill to love her. Mm-hmm. And they have to have more cachet than him. However, he can parlay this into trim for the next three years. Sure. Uh, the bride and groom. Uh, she goes back home once the groom gets concrete shoes. <laughs> okay. And lastly, the donger. He's sent back to Japan. Or he's he's he's, he's like he's like what's her face from American Pie, Nadia. Nadia. Yep. Yeah. See you later. You broke the rules. You're gone. Okay. So. Oh, this may sound silly to you, but kids go completely ape if you do three things in a picture. Defy authority, destroy property, and take people's clothes off. Yeah, it, it hits all three um, mm-hmm. pretty solidly. My movie, I'll go first. Um, 
first time I've seen this movie in a long time. It has very problematic elements to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are, there are parts to it that actually are, have a little bit of, you know, truth to them. I, I was, I liked it more than I expected to. And at the same time, it was way more racist than I expected it to be at the same time. Okay. I agree with everything that you just said there. I was not looking forward to watching this movie, but you know, when I saw that it was an hour and 32, okay, that's, <laughs> I can live with that. And then when I watched it, the racist things I think were the funniest because it was funny of how inappropriate it was. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. The inner monologue or the outer monologues, the external monologues, that was stupid. I, I, she was the least likable character in this movie. Well, um, that that happens often where you know the protagonist is actually the worst part of a given film. So, yeah. and would you recommend it? Sure. I'm, I mean, if, I, you're I a, if, if you're a child of the 80s and sure. you haven't seen it, yeah, absolutely. I'm not, I wouldn't let my kids watch it. My kids are too far gone. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so last thing on this film. And now it's time for Jen's two-second movie review. I really liked it. That was Jen's two-second movie review. That is based Jen! on... Sorry. That is based on seeing it 10 years ago. <laughs> no. All right. And it's actually uh, the first time we recorded it, the mic, mic was mute, muted. So, and her response actually changed um, between the two of them. Oh. All right. So. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Watch My week, I'll go first. Uh, I did finish uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, um, mm-hmm. the last half of the last episode. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's a good show. Mm-hmm. I um, did too. Um, I, so you, you've watched, did you watch all 10 or? No, I skipped. I skipped. As soon as I watched, saw the synopsis, I watched like the first two minutes of it and I tapped out. I'm like, nah, I need to watch these next two episodes and, and get through this. So you skipped I'll, the same episode I skipped. <laughs> I, I will come back to it. Um. But uh, yeah, I really liked that last episode. I I was wondering if they were going to go with the Kirk thing. Um, okay. And honestly, it, it gives them an opportunity to actually have another show seven years later in the future mm-hmm. where they could actually do the original series again. Okay. Um, I, I thought it was interesting in that show where there was this uh, this way that they did things in the 60s where when they showed close-ups, it had this like light box over the eyes. All right. And that's very, very prominent in Star Trek, the original series. And they actually did that in that in the episode, in the final episode of the season, which okay. I thought was kind of cool. I didn't know, even in that the first episode where they, they brought up the Gorn, I didn't know who the Gorn was. Dun, dun, dun. It's from what the, yeah. the fight yes. with, on the big rock. Yes. From Bill and Ted's, mm-hmm. um, Bill X, Bill and Ted's too, um, but in the second episode when they had the Gorn again, I'm like, okay, now I need to see figure out who the Gorn is. So I looked them up, and that's that's kind of when I figured it out. Um, but yeah, I liked it; it was really good. Uh, biggest complaints I have is uh, the other Kirk being there, and then the fact that the one woman is Khan's nephew or niece or whatever. Yeah. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched uh, a couple more episodes of Longmire. 
getting really close to being done with that series. I watched uh, Screwballs 2, <laughs> Loose Screws. All right. How did it hold up to the first one? It is so much betterly, betterly, better made than the first one. All right. But the thin plot of Screwballs is so much deeper <laughs> than the paper-thin plot of Screwballs 2. All right. It is basically a series of montages with just any reason to show women naked. <laughs> okay. I may have to check that out. And then I started watching. I watched the first half of a movie called X. Oh, I know. I'm familiar with that. I, I want to watch the end of it. It's fucking really good. All right. It uh, basically the plot is in. It's a porno. A porno movie is being filmed in like some old farmhouse. or Yeah, something. exactly. But it's really effective, kind of creepy terror. It's right. it's uh, and then uh, Big Brother. So that's it okay. for me. All right. So yeah, I watched uh, all of Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Caught up on For All Mankind. Um, I watched a documentary on YouTube, Making of Saving Private Ryan. Eh. It was, I didn't learn anything. Um, and then the movie that I went to go see in the theater that I fell asleep for was Thor Love and Thunder. Okay. Um, which you compare, now I compare every Thor movie and Marvel movie to Thor Ragnarok. Same um, director, right? It is, but it's just, it's weird. They, the first third of the movie, Thor comes off as a big dum dum. Okay. Um, and it's just, it's, I mean, there's Russell Crowe plays Zeus. Uh, there's these weird goat, like these giant goats that pulled this ship through like this rainbow bridge across the galaxy. It's just weird. Um, it was all right. But I mean, I, I, mean, I have a, I have a tough time watching anything with Natalie Portman in it. Do you? Yeah. I, I really do not like her. Okay. All right. But yeah, that's that's really about it. Huh? So. Howdy, partners! Now it's time for listener reaction roundup. Yeehaw! Had, had to blow the dust off of that button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is we got an email from Ricky. Uh, Matt, you are a shitty singer, but <laughs> wonderful effort on the musical opening. He's talking about Little Darlings. Doug, I love how you were unimpressed. By the hard work that I printed this off, and it's like super small print, so I'm having a difficult time. I want to like take my fingers and. and you need your cheaters. <laughs> I have my cheaters on, but I want to take my fingers on the piece of paper and, and expand it. Um, Doug, I love how you were unimpressed by the hard work that Matt put into the musical opening with speeding up this and dropping out that. At the end of Matt's explanation, your comment was a very simple and defeated. All right. <laughs> it's just like Beavis at the end of He Landed on the Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great podcast. You guys make the discussions about movies that I haven't seen or don't care about interesting. Love, Ricky. Okay. That's, I, I, that's threw, nice. I, threw in, I threw in the love. Well, so. It's still. still yeah. it, it, it might not be written. It might not be explicit, but it's, you know, it's implied. Right. The love's implied. No. Uh-huh. Right, so... I know what it is, but I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. Three degrees the next 
week's movie and I think I like it. And actually, before you start that, you know that the director of Love and Thunder was in uh, Free Guy. He was an actor in Free Guy. Was he? He played the the guy who owned the software company that ripped off the oh, developers. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And he also is developing his own Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. And he's been basically very cagey and saying, oh, it might be about Jar Jar. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's just fucking with us. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Carolyn Glynn plays Brenda Baker in this week's movie. She plays Mrs. Nelson in 1987's Garden of Stone. James Earl Jones plays Goody Nelson in that film. Jones plays Darth Vader in this 1980 masterpiece. <sighs> Sandlot? Yes. The Sandlot. <laughs> Actually, Sandlot. No, that's that's got to be like ninety two, ninety three. That's nineties. Yeah, mid nineties. Uh, Clear and Present Danger. That's got to be nineties yes. as well. Uh huh. That is nineties also. Yep. So Empire Strikes Back. There you go. There you go. No, hey. I'm. You know, it, it is our first eighties proper Star Wars film. One of two. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we'll go back to you, and then back to me to finish out the season, but. Before we get to Empire, we'll have a podcast in, well, could do it Thursday of next week between reach rounds. Um, <laughs> nobody else being up at the cabin. I go first. I go first. <laughs> so, cheep, 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 cheep. <laughs> Sleep. Um, so go ahead and take us on home. All right. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, appreciate you being here with us with 16 candles reach out to the show find us on all your places you can find podcasts no it's a pain in the ass but just takes a second to rate and review tell a friend um if you like semi-entertaining stuff between your ears <laughs> give us a try uh send an email betamaxrewind at yahoo.com and uh join us next week for a live not a live podcast, but a face-to-face podcast where we discuss some of our favorite war movies, and then we uh, jump into the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, so that'll probably be out um, late Sunday of mm-hmm. next week. But yeah, looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing you and seeing how you deal with the fact that everybody shows up late. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. That might change. Who knows? So, um, but. Everybody, thank you very much for listening, and we will talk at you soon. All right. We'll see you later. Bye.